King Gates, you all the savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Hot Sports Radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up, Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Robin get the corkscrew. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles. You're an honorary captain. Download the podcast. Follow on Twitter. One of sports radios. Legendary figures. It just makes you look like you're sucking your thumb. I know. I can't do a tuba, an air tuba. I'm going to have to get a real tuba in here pretty soon. Maybe you blow up one. Yeah, I need a blow. Everything's blow up these days, Robin. Blow it up real good. Hello there. It is a thirsty Thursday. You know what else it is, Robin? I can feel my loins are shivering right now. Yes. I got a tingle. You got a tingle. I got a tingle down there. Not I don't have to tingle. I just did that before the show. Because we got three hours. I'm not verklempt. I am ready to go. I'm locked and loaded. Although you're probably not allowed to say that anymore. But what we are ready is we are ready for something really, really special in the air. Not American Airlines. They allow horses on there now. But we have Thursday night. Opening night. NFL football action. Finally, finally, it will be for real. You want to keep it real, you keep it real with me. But before we get to that, we have breaking football news. No. Yes. We'll get to the game. Everybody knows the game's being played. If you don't know that there's a game tonight, like last night, I knew there was baseball on. I knew there was a debate on climate change for seven hours. Ain't nobody got seven hours for that. I don't do anything for seven hours. Except walk around when I'm on vacation. We walked for seven hours a day. That was pleasurable. And the other thing, I watched the Long Drive Championship on NBC, on the Golf Channel. You did not. Yes, I did. I watched guys cranking that driver over 500 yards. Man, I was sitting there. I wanted to go and get my clubs and hit one right through the window. But tonight, there's no doubt about it. Yes, we'll have baseball, but we will have Thursday night football. But the breaking news, and we broke this down yesterday on this show, Robin, right here on Twitch TV, Bruno Nation Live. Remember when we talked about the latest saga of Antonio Brown? Yes, and I was just not very happy at all that I I said something needs to be done because that's inexcusable. Exactly, and you were absolutely right. And anybody with a logical brain who saw that yesterday and realized that Antonio Brown finally, 
Again, we talked about the foot freezing thing when he went to Japan right. and his foot got frozen in a cryogenic chamber. You know, we, we, we mocked him for that. Right. But, you know, especially I got to mock the people in Japan who allowed him to go into the cryogenic chamber. No, it was, it was, oh, it was France. It was That's France. Right. Well, you know those Frenchies. They're no, probably but I, I'm a parent. I know when you, you cannot allow your child, and that's exactly how he acted. Antonio Brown was acting like a yeah, five-year-old child. You but he's a pampered al- athlete yes, star. But okay. you can, if they have temper tantrums, you don't give them what they're asking for. You have to discipline them. Otherwise, they have more temper tantrums. You can't take out the strap anymore like we used to do back <laughs> in the day, or Adrian Peterson used to do with a switch back in the day. But it looks like it's going to happen, Robin. Because as I suggested, what he did that was wrong is he violated the sanctity of how business works in exactly. the NFL. You can complain about your coach, your teammates, coaches, the referees. They do it all the time. But when you take a document that is signed by the general manager that was explaining to you, pursuant, I like the word, pursuant to the rules of your contract, and the contract that your union, the NFL Players Association, mm-hmm. agreed to with the owners of the, of the league, you can say, hey, you know, the players are the game. They are the game. But guess what the players also are? Employees of the game. And when you do what Antonio Brown did and take the paper that tells you that you have been fined for not showing up for a walkthrough on August 22nd, and then you proceed to put that on social media thinking that you're going to get all of your friends out there to say, yeah, you know what? They're doing you wrong, A.B. They ain't doing you wrong. No. You're a moron is what you are. And your agent, that moron, he's the guy who should have said, dude, what are you doing? This season hasn't even started yet. You're in camp. You got your helmet that you like. You got your foot's all good. People are picking you in fantasy. You know what the people are going to be the most pissed off at this? Who? Fantasy players and Raider fans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because, you know, we had the people are still doing their drafts the other night. I know. <laughs> and people who were doing their drafts a couple of weeks ago when we were at Luigi's Funkin' Fantasy Draft at Moonshine. Oh, yeah. They took Andrew Luck the same night that Andrew oh. Luck had announced like that he was retiring. It was like 10 minutes before he renounced, announced his retirement. No, it was, no, it was after. Yeah, no, I know. They, the they draft took happened him. after, and everybody was taking Andrew yeah. Luck, and then they got screwed when Andrew Luck retired. Exactly. Now, and, you know, What's happening now, it hasn't been made official yet, but there's no doubt all the good sources, Adam Schefter and everybody else who's really reliable, are saying that Antonio Brown is going to be suspended for the opening game Monday night. There will be a Monday night NFL doubleheader, as there is every year on the first Monday night of the year. And so the Raiders game will be the last one of the weekend of week one. And Antonio Brown apparently will sit down, sucker, and not play. Who's pissed off? Raider fans are pissed off. Fantasy fans are pissed off. Gamblers are trying to figure it out. But it already has had an impact on the Monday night line, Robin. The Oakland Raiders opened up as a three-point favorite over the Denver Broncos in the opener in Oakland on Monday night, 10-15 Eastern time, 7-15 in the West. That line has already moved. has been cut in half. The Raiders are now a point-and-a-half favorite over the Denver Broncos because of the suspension, pending suspension, of Antonio Brown. And I know there's a lot of people in the media and fanboys out there who will say, how can they do this to the player? The player's the game. They need him. Yeah, they do need him. 
But guess what? The players have to abide by rules, too. They're not slaves. They're not being unjustly punished. The guy broke the rules of his contract. And then he has the balls to put the stupid thing on Instagram and Twitter and thinks everybody's going to be on his, on his side. The only people on his side are morons. That's who's on his side. People who don't believe in, in laws and sanctities of contracts. So people will be ripping Antonio Brown. They were ripping him yesterday. They were ripping him with a helmet. They were ripping him with everything else that he's done. But now for the first time, Mike Mayock and the Raiders have themselves a legitimate cause to sit this guy down. You think Mike Mayock wants to sit him down in the opening game of the season for the Raiders at home after they invested so much money in this guy to come in here and be one of the star players after they traded away Amari Cooper last season and they bring this guy in from Pittsburgh? Of course not. So he's going to be suspended for at least a game because he has to learn his lesson. Now, it should be without pay. I agree. He should lose a game check for this, and I'm sure he will. And then he's going to cry about that. That's how the world works. I know you're a star. I know you want special treatment. But everybody has rules, especially when you're in a union. The NFL Players Association always has the players' backs because that's what they do for their rep- – that's what all unions do for their representatives. I guarantee you the NFL Players Association won't even have the balls or the audacity – or the temerity, one of my favorite words. Temerity. Oh, the temerity to actually say they're going to they're gonna appeal the suspension. Because people would laugh in their faces. If the NFL Players Association thinks that the Raiders did the wrong thing in sitting a guy down who posted a confidential letter from the actual general manager of a team pointing out all the rules that he broke and why he's been fined, then the NFL Players Association is a bigger joke than we ever thought they were. Yeah, I know, because, I mean, they're the ones that negotiated those rules. Exactly. And so I get the union having the, uh, the employees back, but sooner or later, even the union has to realize, this guy's a dope. This guy is a dope. He's a spoiled little brat. That's what he is. If he were, he's acting like a five-year-old, I'm going to call, call him a five-year-old. He's a five-year-old spoiled little brat. Uh, it's not personal here. This is all about business, Robin. No, I mean... It's not it's, personal uh, to me. Like, when I don't have them on my fantasy team because I don't have a fantasy listen, team. Listen, this is... Like, you're at the grocery store. Yes. And there is a little... There's another mother with a kid who is complaining because they want candy. And she's like, Well, no. I want candy. I mean, come on. <laughs> she's saying, no, you can't have any. You can't have any right now because you didn't pick up your room or you did something. You cannot have any right now. And then they throw themselves on the floor and they start making a big scene. And what does she do? She gives the kid candy. Say, please don't do that. Um, we want you to be, you know, behave and I'll give you some candy. That is exactly how to ensure that they will continue to have temper oh, exactly. tantrums. But you know what? It's different. Kids, it... it would think kids eventually learn. It's like putting they your finger don't. in fire. They do not learn if you No, keep but I'm saying even that. if you put your hand in fire, that's when you learn. You know oh, you're yeah. not going to put your hand in fire again. One hopes. But the point is, and yes, as I just reported a couple minutes ago, Antonio Brown will be suspended for the Monday night game for the Oakland Raiders, and the point spread has already, already dropped 50% in Vegas. They were three-point favorites. And now all of a sudden, it's a one-and-a-half-point line. Raiders went from minus three to minus one-and-a-half. The over-under stays the same at 43. So do with it what you will. 
But the Raiders and Antonio Brown already having difficulties. They had some training camp difficulties. But this is this was this now, was above. They went he went above yes. and beyond. Now here's the, the question: line though. of stupidity. Will Antonio Brown actually learn a lesson and go, you know, check himself, or is he continue? Is he going to continue the temper tantrum, thinking that you know what? I'll just go. You know, they'll release me and then I'll go to another team and I'll be happy there. They're not going to release him. I mean, he's got a big contract. They need him. He wants to play there. Maybe he doesn't want to play there now. He hasn't even played a game yet, and already there's drama. And I know Steeler fans have been ripping him, and now they're going to rip him again for being suspended. But the people who are the most disappointed, as I say, his teammates, his coaching staff, his general manager who had to do this, Mm -hmm. and, of course, the fantasy geeks who all have Antonio Brown, just like they all had Andrew Luck, and now they're crying. There's no crying in fantasy. There's only whining. There's a difference. You can whine when you don't win your fantasy league or you have a bad weekend and you tell somebody. But nobody tells other people when they have a bad weekend in fantasy. No. You notice they only tell you they had a good weekend when they have a good weekend? Yeah, yeah. They don't, if they well, suck, it depends. I don't know. I've heard people whine. Well, I hear I've Luigi, Luigi whine. whine. <laughs> well, that's his job. That's um, what he, does. he already says, watch your mouth. Um, <laughs> by the way, speaking of fantasy, we, at, we were at Tolman Joe's. Uh, just finalizing the fact that you're going to start being there on Sunday, 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 Sunday. Uh, for the pregame and there every Sunday throughout the season. Um, now, it's only when the Eagles play on Sundays. Oh, OK. Maybe which I most of the games are. But when they're on Thursday nights, we will do we're still going to do a Monday night show, Thursday night show and a Sunday show. OK, so, and if- so the Eagles will play on Thursday night some week. So I won't be doing the Tollman Joe Sunday show. It's only based on Eagles games okay. home and away on Sundays. And it'll start this Sunday. Tollman Joe's, front in Oregon and South Philly. You can park your car there. You don't have to worry about being in a parking lot with a bunch of stunats. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. But you'll have the comfort inside. Great food. Great drinks. You can park your car, and then they'll take you to the stadium if from there. Wanna, yeah, exactly. And um, uh, Trevor from the 203, what time do I have to be at Tollman Joe's on Sunday? 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. is when Tony. I mean, you don't have to be there right at 10 a.m. I'll be there a little earlier because I got to get, pre- you know, I'll be prepared for the show. Yes, I'm already prepared for Sunday. Now, but we, while we were there, we there was a group that was setting up their uh, fantasy, fantasy draft, draft. Yes, and they were using real ping pong balls. Yeah, they, they did a, it for real. Yeah, they did. They had a big water we bottle, impressed. you know, one of those five gallon water yeah. bottles. They put little ping pong balls in there, shaking it up. Steve, Steve but, was there yeah, with his group. Steve from uh, Harmelin Media were mm-hmm. there. They did this right. Yeah, they had the full table. They had all these bald guys that were there, so I knew. I was I was actually thinking about maybe joining that yeah, fantasy no, club. Yeah, no, if you were going to join all any these dudes of them. had shaved heads, yeah. and I don't even think and, they were white nationalists or Nazis. But but they did or white have, supremacists. They had way better beards than you. I mean, they did have you, good beards. Not that you have a bad beard, but uh, Steve especially, he had like the whole Viking beard going. I told him that I wanted to braid it. It was like down to here, but it was nice. It was like clean. It wasn't all shaggy. And uh, Mikey misses hair plugs checks in already. He says, I checked their tap list and not one beer over 10 bucks. What's Robin going to drink? <laughs> it's not about how much it costs, for God's sakes. It's about the alcohol content. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, well, maybe I'll get them to bring your. I'll buy the stuff and not pay $9 a bottle for it. How about that, Robin? They do have victory. They do carry victory. No, they got groups, a full yeah. selection there. Yeah. It's going to be fun. That's going to start on Sunday, 10 a.m. And then Monday nights, we'll be live. 
at uh, Landmark Americana in Glassboro, New Jersey for the Monday night games every week, no matter who's playing. Every Thursday night, we'll be live up at Screwballs in King of Prussia. Yeah. No matter who's playing on Thursday night. You and I have never been to Screwballs, but uh, we've heard about it directly from Harry, who hangs out there or has hung out there on Mm -hmm. a regular basis. And I find something very interesting. Every single location that you are going to be, all known for great food. Exactly right. (laughs) What is up with that? (laughs) You don't have to worry about parking tickets. They have their own lot. I know. And it's a big lot. They hold like 200 cars. Huge. So instead of going down to the stadium and parking and... You know, 16 miles away and then walking and stumbling back to your car after the game. And you can do that. I'm not telling you not to. Come over to Tolman, park your car in the lot, sit around 10 a.m. Yep. You don't have to start drinking at 7 a.m. Then take I don't the want shuttle. people acting like fools because they started drinking at 7 a.m. and then wind up on some website somewhere on Monday for well, being a drunken moron. We would post it. <laughs> well, exactly. I repost that stuff all the time. Um, uh, KOP Joe says, Rob and I was crushing golden monkeys last night. That's good. Golden monkeys, my go-to right now. Yes. I love them. Even when you buy a six-pack, you need to take out a home, uh, home equity loan. But it's delicious. It's, it, it's not worth it to me. You can drink all you want. Okay, here's and when you the buy difference. Gold, you, go into a, you go into a beer store and you buy a six-pack. And so it's like $2 a bottle there, which isn't bad. But then when you go into a bar, it's like ten dollars a bottle. Except I, I understand will have wine one markups. beer to your three. No, you have you have two of those, and I can drink the entire day. That's the difference, and I don't need to drink all day. For your two golden Ooh. monkeys, for you two golden monkeys, I could have two quarts of Schmitz and be perfectly happy. <laughs> Schmitz. Schmitz um, will bing, ring the bell for you. Coopsgram is saying, hey, Robin, Dogfish now has a beer that's 20% alcohol. Woo, that's, that's double than... Uh, that's, that's ridiculous. That's I mean, crazy. seriously, who 20%. needs that? Speaking of drinking, it is Thirsty Thursday as well. Yes. And we will have today's quintessential. Yes. You know, normally we talk about drinking beer, you know, which is football food. Uh-huh. We talk about wine, which we do red wine Friday. But today... Today, how to drink scotch. And you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a brown liquor guy. No, but even this video kind of caused you to kind of go. Yeah, I have to start thinking about <laughs> it again. Maybe you'll Maybe start I picked scotch. the wrong life. When I come back in my next life, I will be a scotch drinker. Single malt or whatever one, you, know, you want to have. I have the quintessential drinking scotch 101, the ultimate video for all of you amateurs yes. out there who have never tried scotch or who are Scotch aficionados and maybe need an expert to give you a little more knowledge you know, that's on how my, to properly do it. That's the one alcohol that my dad uh, has to stay away from. Scotch? Because my dad, you know, he, he loves wine. He's, he doesn't do much, so much beer anymore because uh, he can just drink it, and it, it, it's like he affect, it affects his waistline and heart. But wine is fine. But scotch, like he, when he drinks... And he doesn't drink to excess, but when he drinks, it, you know, he gets, like, funny and a little bit lovey-dovey. Yeah. And that's the way I am. I don't right. get – I never get angry but or But scotch is the depressed. drink that he can't drink because it makes him angry. Exactly. Our buddy <laughs> out in Vegas where they're ready for action all weekend. They're always ready for action. They, they're ready for action 365 days a year. But Don, uh, David Conrad in Las Vegas says, you two should stop drinking. There's too much arguing involved. There's no arguing about drinking. <laughs> no. Robin can order what she wants, but since I'm on and a Tony fixed, can since I'm on a fixed income right now, I tend to uh, watch how much money I spend on stuff. Yes. I'm not going to buy the most expensive thing on the menu, 
like I used to do when I was living in luxury. But you got to you got to you got to adjust. You can't you can't be like the government and spend money that you don't have and yes. spend other people's money. If I'm going out and somebody says I'm buying, do I then grab the menu and order the the most expensive bottle of wine or the most expensive alcoholic beverage? Do I order the $125 shot of tequila like Luigi would do when we would go out? No. Hell if somebody's buying, I'm not going to be that one jerk-off in the crowd who then decides, I'm going to order the most wait, expensive wait, wait, wait. stuff on Are the menu. Are you trying to imply that I'm that one jerk-off? You're not the one jerk-off. It's only with beer with you. Here, this is why this is why we appreciate when you guys out there give us bits because it's like buying me exactly. that drink. And now because it's September, <laughs> if you haven't been a subscriber to the Tony Bruno show, you can get a free subscription. Yes. No, 50%, no, 50% off, off on a paid one. subscription tier 1. Yeah, because if you're subscribe if you're using your Amazon Prime for something else or if you don't have Amazon Prime which like who does who I where mean, yeah. like what planet are you from if you don't but if uh, um, if you're using your Amazon Prime already for something else and you still want to subscribe to the Tony Bruno show you now can subscribe tier 1 50% off it's amazing so um, plus if you donate if you if you cheer us on with bits which is like as I said buy me a drink <laughs> buy me drinky, um, you get an extra 10% for nothing. Exactly. And we get an extra 10%. And yeah. then you get an extra 10%, and then you get an extra 10%. But anyway, that's win, what's win, going win. on. We'll have a scotch update today. And, of course, my Thursday Night Football, I will release the Stone Cold opening night, Mr. Thursday Night, Mr. Monday Night, guaranteed lead pipe lock. From venerable Soldier Field. Not Soldier's Field, as some people say still. Yeah, that's wrong. It's Soldier Field. Soldier. Although Soldier's Field would make more sense because it's not just about one soldier. Right. Because Soldier's not one of those words that's the same as deer, which is singular deer and, and deer. Yeah, I still say it's deer because deer, it sounds deer, better. Three deer, four deer. But when you say Soldier Field, is it about one soldier? Right. Or just as like, I pointed out to you yes. the other day, and you disagree with me despite my historical knowledge of all things America. There is not one in the tomb of the unknown soldier at Arlington National uh-huh. Cemetery. There isn't just one soldier there. Well, there is in the big tomb, the original yes. tomb which was an unknown soldier. So in the tomb, the big square tomb above ground, there Correct. is actually just one soldier Correct. in there. But underneath there are right in three front, other tombs. Yeah. So the monument of the tomb of the unknown soldier actually has Three or four? Three of them. And actually, now there's only two. No, it was three. Okay, yeah. Try to follow along with history, Robin. No, I'm talking about four altogether. Yes, but there's one tomb for the unknown soldier from World War I. Right. And then, as the other countries started doing, France and other countries, they started honoring not just the unknown soldier from one war. So there's there's uh, one from... There's one from the World, World War II. II. There's one from the Korean War. And then, and then a Vietnam era, yep. so, era soldier. And that was the third. So there's three tombs in Correct. front of the main tomb of the unknown soldier. But there's actually three. three. But the third the crypt, Vietnam, the Vietnam era soldier who was buried, people were trying to figure out whether or not. Some people thought they knew who it was. Right. So there was and sexual, luckily, I with think his DNA, last name is Bisbee or something like that. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. But he was, in, he was interned. And then... They thought that they maybe knew who he was, 
and they did a DNA test, and they positively identified him. And his remains were then removed from Arlington and taken back to his native hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. So there you have your Arlington National Cemetery entombment knowledge right there. So we were talking about Soldier Field where the game will be played. So let's get back to the business right now. We got Thursday Night Football, Robin. And NBC is in a weird situation because NBC is the home of Sunday night football. Correct. And they're going to unsheath the brand new opening on Sunday night. Yes. I don't think they're going to do it tonight because this that is Thursday night yeah, football. That would make sense. And NBC doesn't do Thursday night football right. during the regular season. But because it's the opening night, they always do this game and it's on the Thursday. And they have for the last few years. So tonight, you'll get the regular one. I, I think they're going to maybe unsheath it. I have to find out because I told you. We had this discussion a couple of weeks ago that because they got sued by some chick who did the song last year who said she actually wrote the original version of it and they stole it from her, they're going to redo it. And guess who they're bringing back? Who? Well, Carrie Underwood's going to still be the singer. But Joan Jett, who the original (sighs) song was based upon, her song, I Hate Myself for Loving You. Right. That's the Sunday night theme that was okayed by Joan Jett, and then it was sung the by melody. multiple people. Right. So the melody is right. from Joan Jett is being used and to the new lyrics. Yeah, it's the original lyrics, right. but they're just going to both sing it now. So yeah. I don't know whether they're unsheafing that tonight or Sunday night, but NBC is doing three games this week. They're doing Thursday night football. They're doing the Sunday night football game, the regular Sunday night football game, which will be Pittsburgh and New England. And then on Monday night, ESPN used to do both games, the day, the night, the doubleheader. But then they got they realized, you know, the first game we put our number one team on, the second game we put on players who never, uh, ESPN Sports Center anchors who've never done a game, and let's just give them the late game and turn it into a shit show. NBC will be doing the, the first game on Monday Night Football, the 7-10 start, Houston at New Orleans, and then ESPN will do the second game only, Denver at Oakland. At 10.15 on the doubleheader on Monday Night Football. Now, Bearcat AJ saying that the new version is on Sunday night for the Steelers versus Pats. Okay, I know they were going to unsheath it. And I wasn't taking a shot at Beth Mowens, by the way, when I say that they put a second no, team some on it. Some of them were fantastic. No, they would put in, with all due respect to my friends, they would put in, like, Sports Center anchors and just give them a little taste, like Mike Greenberg. Now, they would put it? Mike Greenberg in there to do play-by-play yeah. on a game just to give him a taste. You don't give a guy a taste no. who's never done play-by-play on Monday Night Football. I'm sorry. Because it's way more difficult than people think it is. You know who they gave a taste to last year? Who? The tight end of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Oh, yeah. Who What's the matter with you? Yeah, he's already back playing after one year. <sighs> I will release the pick on this game later on, by the way. It's too early to live. i got to marinate a little bit more, Rob. Maybe in some scotch after a- we have our scotch segment. There was, actually, there was actually somebody that uh, we listened to that at first I criticized the first time I heard him. But then by the third uh, pre, uh, pre, pregame, I was it's like, he's actually not bad. Who was it that I was talking about? He improved within two games. Oh, you're talking about the, the, the guy who does the Eagles preseason Yeah, games. he he within two games, no, he, was, got he actually got better. Was, but I'm talking about, of course, Jason Witten, the former Eagle, former Cowboy tight end who retired, and they threw him in the Monday night booth. Because he was a Dallas Cowboy, and he was he was mediocre at best. He tried. He got a nice hair piece. He tried hard. 
but it didn't work. So what did he do? He went back to play football again for another season. And he's a Hall of Fame player, by the way, but he will not be any broad- in any broadcasting Hall of Fames. Burton Gass says, yeah, I agree with Robin, the Tucker, Tucker guy. Ross was, Tucker. Yeah, he was- Ross Tucker played in the NFL, was an yeah. offensive lineman. The has, first night, As a podcast. Was- the first game, he was oh, weak. I, 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 the second game, he got better. I mean, the guy knows his stuff, and yeah. that's what I like. I love color analysts who know their stuff and can break the well, game down, like I Brian actually, Baldinger and guys I, like that. I actually thought the first game he was awful. Sorry, but he was. And I was just, oh, this is just embarrassing. And then I didn't hear the second game. By the third game, I, I, was, I was surprised. I thought it was somebody completely different. He was upbeat. He was making jokes. He, was, he sounded great. His voice was different. Maybe he had a cold the first time. I don't know, but I really liked him. Big Sexy 69, who's obviously not a Luigi fan here for some reason. You want a shit show, you put Luigi on NBC. Well, NBC's not even going to put me on. No. And I've been around a long time, and I'm not looking to do that. Witten was awful in the booth, no doubt about it. I think but Big guess S- what? Big Sexy 69 said that he was actually trying to come on to me. Of course he is. He's not the only one, Robin. You better watch yourself there, bro. <laughs> Although you could come and meet Robin in the flesh on Sundays at Toll Man Joe's. <laughs> She'll be kissing, baby. You can buy her a $9 beard. She'll be perfectly happy. <laughs> I, see, I see how this is. I, I just figured it out. You're okay with somebody, like, uh, flirting with me as long as you don't have to buy me that $9 beer. Well, I'll have a tab. I mean, I'm not buying anybody. Oh, okay, okay. No, I'll buy our good buddy Eric. Eric Cohen says he's going to be there yes. for the first Bloody Mary of the football season. Did you see that Tollman Joe said that, that yes. his first one's on them? Absolutely. It's a great job, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, that's Mickey, who was, uh, Mickey now has changed his name? To Big Sexy? To Big Sexy? Look at you, Mickey. Mickey Delaney? Wow, Mickey Delaney. He's always been coming on, so now he changed his name to Big Sexy 69, is that what his name? (laughs) Look at you, Mickey. You go. Robin and Flesh? Oh, boy. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's a little bit more of that flesh uh, than, uh... You know, you like- know when you show up at Tall Man Joe's, you know what you'll be looking at? What? You are looking live. Uh, Rob, Miss Robin in the flesh. Yes. We'll not be doing the body issue. No. Though depending on how many cocktails and vodka crayons that I have during and the program. And by the way, I am not going to be part of this show. The only thing that I will be doing is I will be running the video cameras and I will be on social media. Exactly. So. Well, Robin will be there. I am. We got baseball action underway. Phillies and Cincinnati Reds. And uh, Sonny Gray, who's been absolutely great the last month for the Red Legs, guy was 4-0 and in the month of August. ZRA was 0.74 in five starts, and the Phillies have not had much success against him. But they have scored a run now in the top of the fourth game, moving along quickly. Phillies on top, one nothing, two outs, top of the fourth inning, before countless dozens, family, friends, Sisters-in-law, no kids there because they're back in school. I mean, that ballpark is absolutely empty. And again, I'm not telling people they need to go to a game in Cincinnati on a Thursday afternoon. They get ready for football. But Sonny Gray and the Phillies, Jason Vargas on the mound. Jason Vargas still looking for his first win since coming over from the Phillies from the New York Mets. 0-2, 5.18 ERA and six starts. So far this year for Jason Vargas as a Philly, he's 1-2 and two against the Reds with a 6.30 ERA, but the Phillies draw early blood, as we like to say, 
and it's one nothing, two outs, a man on second in the top of the fourth inning. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. But last night, of course, that same game, you know who's playing center field for the Cincinnati Reds today? A man who did something only Babe Ruth has done. Just think about that. Babe Ruth, in 1921, on June 13th, coincidence that it was the actual date of my birth, but 31 years before I was born, on June 13th, 1921, Babe Ruth pitched in a game because he pitched and he also he was a great, great pitcher and obviously a great hitter, but he pitched in a game and got the win. Uh-huh. He hit a home run in the game. And he also played a position in the same game. The only other guy to do that in recorded baseball history was the guy who's playing center field again this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Be a relief pitcher for your Cincinnati Redlegs, Michael Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen last night. And Babe Ruth will always be together. Just think of that. How many players have played and have not done what Babe Ruth did? Now, he, he, this guy's only got seven home runs in his career. Still. But he pitched in a game, got the win, hit a two-run home run as a pitcher against the Phillies' bullpen, which came from a team that came from 5 nothing down to tie the game and then winds up giving up runs because their bullpen sucked. And they gave up a two-run homer to Michael Lorenzen. And he, then he went out and played center field. That's some Little League shit, white folk shit right there now, as our good friends would say on Twitter. <laughs> but that's the first time. June 13th, 1921, the last time somebody did pitch a game, get a win, hit a home run in the game, and then play a position in the same game. That's pretty damn good right there. And this wasn't like throwing a guy out there who's a position player to pitch. He actually got guys out because he's a reliever. But anyway, that's your last night's game. Today, it's 2-1 Phillies. They're now going to the bottom of the fourth inning in Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, let's get back to the business. we got a lot of football to get to. Plus, we have a lot of dogs to talk about, too. No, I'm not talking about uh, the physical kind. I'm talking about football dogs. Lots of dogs. I'll have all my breakdowns tomorrow, of course. I will release the stone-cold guaranteed lead pipe locks. And then Sunday... At Toltman Joe's, I will release the Eagles lock for Eagles Redskins at that ballpark. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, plus we have open phone lines, too. 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. Five divisional games this weekend. And a divisional game tonight, Soldier Field, Bears, Packers. Do you know the Bears and Packers have met four times in the last five years on Thursday night football, this is the first time in those matchups that the game will be in Chicago. All the previous other games on Thursday night, not, you know, Thursday night football, because they play every year, twice a year, obviously. But on Thursday night, they've played four of the last five years on the Thursday night game, and this is the first time in that stretch that they're playing in Chicago. And last year, of course, the classic Remember that game, 17-0, Bears went up in the first half. Then they went up 20 to nothing. Aaron Rodgers gets knocked out of the game with a leg injury, comes back in the second half, and the rest was history, 24-23. What an unbelievable game that was. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers grew the stash, started looking weird, and he'll be back tonight. Here's another interesting stat that I dug up, Robin. The Packers have won four straight games in week one. 
So their last four week one games, they've won it. The Bears, meanwhile, have lost five straight game ones. Why, where's the applause coming from? Where's that coming from? Oh, that's somebody's walk-up? A roaring round of applause? Beautiful. Beautiful. The Cody Parkey effect? Again, if you're just joining us, and we appreciate everybody hanging in there, it's Tony Bruno Live, Bruno Nation Live on Twitch TV. Antonio Brown will be suspended for the Monday night opener for the Oakland Raiders after what we explained yesterday. What he did is actually go to social media with a letter from his general manager outlining the fines that he has received. The most recent one, of course, that was for him uh, not showing up for a walkthrough on August 22nd. And per the terms of the contract, he violated the contract. He was, he was in excused absence. And then, of course, he got went into the office, as I said yesterday. I said he's got to go into the office and talk to Mike Mayock, right? Because Mayock, I'm sure, when he saw the posting of the letter that he signed to Antonio Brown explaining why he got a 13000 almost $14,000 fine, which totaled, brought up the total to $54,000 right. so far for this offseason, he posts the letter on, on social media. And then I said to you, Mike Mayock's got to take him into the office and get this the air clear. Put and him he, over the knee. And he did yesterday. They went into the office, and instead of rationally describe, you know, sitting down and talking it through, apparently things got heated. Yeah. Instead of Antonio Brown saying, you know what, man, I, my bad. That was stupid. I shouldn't have done it. They got into a confrontation, apparently. Not a physical confrontation, but there was a lot of yelling and, you know, cold-cut tables being overthrown and things of that nature. Now, Collins21, who happens to live out in the Bay Area, I don't know if he has any insider information or if this is just speculation on his part, but he says, I'm thinking that the Raiders are trying to get out of this $30 million they will pay Antonio Brown. That's a shit show and now suspension from the team. Yes, and I said that at the opening of the show. That was the big story. It came out this morning, yesterday, as I said on this show, when we were talking about posting that letter from his general manager that they were going to sit down and talk about this. They sat down and talked about it, and here's the worst part. Apparently, Antonio Brown had a problem with his general manager scolding him for posting a private letter on on stinking social media. And then he said, that's enough. Enough is enough. Now, here's an interesting question. We have an actual tape of the conversation. This was was Mike Mayock when he said, hey, dude, you can't do that. Exactly. And then this was uh, Antonio Brown. Bafangul, eh? And it got ugly. And then they threw him out. Now, here's a question. Yes. Um, a lot of teams, do they even have that kind of money to pick up a large contract like that if he were to be They're let go? They're not going to let him go, Robin. They're not going to let him go right now. That's not how it works. That's not why you pay a guy guaranteed money to come in. Why would they let him go? They just need to get him un- under-, under control. You, you're but, already t- you're taking this too far. He took it too far, and he got suspended. Yeah, well, I'm thinking that he has not learned his lesson yet. So you're going to cut a guy who you just went no, out and, and tried I'm to make up for your mistakes earlier when I you traded not, away Amari Cooper, your best receiver, I don't and now think, you'll get a guy to replace Amari Cooper. Do you understand how this works, Robin? I don't, actually. But well, relax. <laughs> but if I'm, if I'm the Raiders, <laughs> I wouldn't do anything yet. But Antonio Brown, 
I don't think he's going to back down yet. I think that he still has that. How do you know, Robin? How do you know he won't realize just his that, that he's basically killing his brand? Yeah. It's all about his brand. So guess what? But that kind when of you person kill your doesn't brand, get it yet. When you kill your brand, your agent, who's a slime ball, by the way, anyway, is going to sit down and say, hey, sucker, what are you trying to do? You want to be on Dancing with the Stars again? You want to be on that stupid uh, masked singer show? You want to be the every, everybody loves you kind of guy, which they did for years? Mm-hmm. That shit's not going to happen anymore. Once you become this bad guy, and I don't mean like wrestling bad guy where people still like you because they want to root against yeah, you. Yeah, because you're a fake bad guy. And he's not a bad guy from what I understand in real life. But you can't play these games. And, and wide receivers, more so than anything else, are the biggest divas in sports. There's no doubt, there's no other position in football where, the, where one player is a bigger diva than wide receiver. And you tell me another sport where that one position represents the largest number of divas than wide receiver in the NFL. See, and I'll Collins, wait, I'll take your answers. Collins21 is agreeing with me. You cannot pay a guy $30 million guaranteed if he's not playing and he's a, a distraction. Listen, I'm not saying they can't, or the I'm team. saying they won't. I'm saying you don't go through all of this. And then cut the guy after not even playing a game. That's just – and by the way, the, then the players' union would come to his defense. You can't cut a guy because he did one stupid thing and then got punished and he went, went face-to-face with his GM. What's Antonio – now, he does have enough money. Remember, he threatened to quit, and he could quit too. So go ahead and quit then. Andrew Luck quit. You can quit too. And he doesn't care. That's the bottom line. The guy doesn't care. Now, does he show up when he works? Yeah. But when I say care, he doesn't care about what the people think about him anymore now. The same people who revered this guy, the same people who got him on Dancing with the Stars and the Masked Singer and was this jovial, happy-go-lucky guy who played at a small college and came into the NFL and did a great job. That shit wears off eventually. You know, goalies in hockey, there have been some. But for the most part, like Ilya Brzgalov was just a whack job when he was at the Flyers. He was a space cadet. He was a good goalie. He was in Arizona, and then the Flyers sign him, and he comes in here, and he's a space cadet. All people care about. But when he was saying, you know, so humongous big, and he was talking about the, the, uh, the stratosphere and the planets, that's just a wacky guy. If he goes in and plays well, you don't care. I don't care if Antonio Brown's wacky. I don't really care about Antonio Brown at all. I'm just giving you opinions on why this guy is is trouble right now. His biggest trouble was not the helmet, not the frozen foot. His biggest trouble was posting a letter. Is Luigi on the line now? Does he have inside information on fantasy implications now? Because I'm sure he has Antonio Brown and Andrew Luck, and now he's screwed. Right up the kazoo, boom! Right up the poop shoot! How does that feel right now, having a fantasy draft two weeks before the season and then losing two star players? How does that feel? I, I wouldn't know. I didn't take Antonio Brown. So I have no idea. <laughs> and why did you stay away from Antonio Brown? That's a good Brown? job out of you. Why did you stay away from him? Because the same exact reason I told everyone not to draft Antonio Brown is because he's gotten to the point in his life where he gives absolutely zero X. He does not care. Exactly what you said about him ruining his... Antonio, that's all he's doing. His, his agent is 
distraught right now with Antonio Brown. That's Drew Rosenhaus, by the way. And the amazing thing is Drew Rosenhaus, you know, is a pretty good agent. And if, if he can't get his guy under control, who can? Well, listen, Drew Rosenhaus may be you want about the guy as an individual, but he gets his guys paid. Yeah. Bottom line, he gets his guys paid. Antonio Brown's at the point where, and he said it flat out, I've made money. The house is paid for. Everything is paid for. I don't owe anything. I've got millions of dollars. I can retire tomorrow. It does not matter. The only thing that matters right here is the Oakland Raiders organization who gave away so much as to acquire Antonio Brown, and without him, they're done. It's toast. Derek Carr's got nothing to throw to. Nothing. Then why are they favored then on Monday Night Football against the Denver Broncos at home? Well, because it's still early in Vegas. They got to get up and they got to change the line. They got to have a call. No, they already changed the line. It went from minus three to minus one and a half. In within minutes after the, the story broke this morning. So Vegas has already adjusted. Raiders are now one and a half instead of three. So they basically well, cut the line in half because of the loss of one player. Right, and don't be surprised if it's not down to possibly a pick by, by Sunday. You may be right. You know, that's what the gamblers will determine that wherever the money goes. But certainly Vegas knew right away, you know, they laid the people who had dead, dead, the people who had Oakland minus three or three and a half. They got to be sitting there saying, hey, so now, people, maybe you do a, you know, you do one of those where you bet both sides. You know, you, you middle it. You take right. the Raiders well, maybe, minus one and a half, and you already right. have the Raiders minus three, and then you middle it if you like doing well, maybe that John Gru- Maybe John Gruden will trade another first-round pick for another point. That's how he teased it for everybody else. You know? Is he no, going to fade they're, it? They're, 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 Are you going to fade the Raiders now? What's that? <laughs> Are you going to fade the Raiders now? I'm fading. I'm fading out and completely out of the Raiders. My God, man. I, I, I'm telling you, Tony. If, if Al Davis could look down right now and and see from the, from the heavens what is going on, he would be yelling down right now, going completely just tearing that locker room apart. And you know, Mike Mayock, when he was an analyst, he was a player and of course a great analyst and draft expert. Yep. You know, he's a Delco guy. You're not going to mess with a Delco guy when you're, you Look, know. When you don't you're mess with anybody drinking Bush Light wearing George. You just don't <laughs> do it. You just don't do it. Robin's no stranger to that. Robin's no stranger. Get away from bandana wearing, wearing Bush Light slinging. Almost. Almost sapiens over there. I'm sorry. You know, if, if Al Davis were still alive, today would be the kind of day he would have another overhead projector news conference. And that was, to me, one of the greatest news conferences yeah, I've ever yeah, seen in 50 years yeah. of watching news conferences. Bringing out the overhead projector to show why he had to fire his coach and was justified in doing so. With, right. the, with the great. Do you remember who the coach was that he fired and then had an overhead news conference, projector news conference in Oakland? Uh, wasn't that uh, uh, Wizard Hunt? No, that was the former college great. Glamour boy in college. Went to the NFL. The yeah. great Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, that's right. Lane, Lane Kiffin. That's right. Kiffin. I, I, I don't know why I'm mistaken with with Wizard. I'm, I'm an idiot. You can give me one of those. But Let me give yeah, you one. Wait, let me give you one. We haven't given you yeah. one in a while, actually. That's all right. I'll take whatever. No, I can Kevin, get. Ken Wizenhunt would never get an overhead projector in. Lane Kiffin did because Al Davis paid him a gazillion dollars. Ken Wizenhunt never was one of the highest paid coaches. No, Lane no, Kiffin. I, 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 I mistook with uh, uh, with uh, Lane Kiffin getting an overhead projector dropped on his head. I, I'm, that, that's what I. That's what I must have thought this <laughs> But no, it's, 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 it's bad. But listen, you know that's why. That's why the the, the Steelers and, and all their fans and, and everyone there were basically uh, 
you know, that they were happy when they saw this happen because they knew exactly what they were getting into. Antonio Brown, five years ago, up till two years ago, was the, the, the best player in the NFL, wide receiver-wise. And then all of a sudden, something went terribly, terribly wrong. So he got two picks for his britches, and the diva factor kicked into, uh, I don't know, to, to the highest level possible. When you're and on the mask, sing- I think the mask singer was the thing that really put him. Because, you know, he did Dancing with the Stars, and he was really good on it. But then the masked singer, I think, that's where it really started going wrong. When you go on that show and you're wearing a phony costume and you're singing karaoke, mm-hmm. I think that was probably, if I, want to look, if I could play amateur psychologist on the show. Well, usually when I play karaoke, I'm wearing a bag on my head. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm wearing. Well, 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 I'm usually, I have to be in the bag before I do karaoke, man. You know what I'm you saying? You usually are in the bag, Tony, by 3 o'clock in the air. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, listen, so you gave everybody the info for Sunday. There are people going to go out to Pole Man Joe's. Absolutely, 10 live. o'clock. You're going to be in the parking lot at 7 o'clock, I'm sure, out there drinking no, 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 bush no, lights. I got, and, uh, I got breaking news on that, brother. We have breaking news? I got breaking news on that. I mean, I, I, I may be uh, parting ways with my, with my opening day tickets to be there for this broadcast. With no! Yes. Yes, I can't let you go with the Redskin country all by yourself. I can't do it. No, I'll have uh, I'll have John McMullen on with me. I'm not going to be solo on this baby. I think Aton or Harry's going to be there, right? Harry or Aton's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? I hate it. Well, I'm going to the game then. Go to the damn game. How much can you sell those tickets for? Are they good seats? Well, what I'm going to do is actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what you're supposed to do. I'm going to take the, I'm going to sell the tickets for 400. Taking the 400, throw on the Eagles, double that up. And then listen to Mr. Monday Night on, on Monday and hit the double hit, hit, the, hit the double whammy. You're going to lay the 10? It's up to 10 now. I'll lay 30. <laughs> I don't know. That. You know, the underdog gave you the stat earlier. Well, I didn't release this stat yet. And I usually don't like to release things prematurely. But you've known to, <laughs> you're later it's been known to happen. It's, it's, unvol- it's involuntary when things happen prematurely. <laughs> I'm, I'm now prematurely, not, I'm voluntarily prematurely releasing uh, it's, it's this. It's a slow trip at this point. Do you know, what the, you know what the line, everybody wonders about, you know, the first week in the NFL, the bookies don't get it right, the, uh, the line, lines makers don't get it right, and you can really cash in. Do you know, yeah. do you know with how well the dogs have done oh, on opening yeah. week in the National Football League? Uh, 64%. 70, well, in divisional games, by the way. And there's five okay. divisional games this, this uh, weekend, starting tonight, of course. So there'll be five divisional games. Mm-hmm. You have Green Bay at the Bears. You've got Washington yeah. and the Eagles, Buffalo and the mm-hmm. Jets, Char- uh, Pittsburgh and New England, and then Denver and Oakland are the five head-to-head divisional games. Well, there's usually only two or three, but there's five already in this weekend. Dogs in divisional games, 11-4-2 against the spread in the last four years. That's 73%. Mm-hmm. Dogs in divisional games. That's pretty damn good. All right, great. Well, great. Well, I, I, I love the other dogs, but I like the Eagles to cover. Well, you can like whoever you want. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? I like the other dogs, but I like the other, I like the other dogs a lot, but uh, I, I think the Eagles handle this one easily, two touchdown minimum, Tony. And Dallas and New York, didn't I say that? Dallas and the Giants? Yeah, Dallas and New York. Now, that's but six, the, the actually. That's actually six divisional games. How did I not have in that? Oh, there it is, because I have them as, they're one of the 4 o'clock. They're the 425 Fox game. Even though there's the four 4 o'clock games, Detroit at Arizona, Cincy at Seattle, Chargers and Colts, 
And then the Giants in Dallas, they start at 425. The other ones are all 4 o'clock start. So that's right. There are six divisional games this weekend. Big sexy, big sexy checked, and he says, uh, I think Luigi should go on Dancing with the Stars. I'm actually going to be on Dancing with the Gumad, South Philly edition. It's too uh, late for that. They're all February. back from Wildwood. I mean, Wildwood's closed. Uh, be the boardwalk's nah, closed. No, 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 no. They're all coming back from the shore, tan, and ready to, ready to rock, brother. Trust me. Exactly right. pouring out of Stogie Joe's like the sand of the Capistrano. <laughs> you want to talk about Gumad Central, baby. You know your Gumad Central's here, bro. <laughs> of course, man. This is like Mecca. Are you kidding me? Mecca. They'll be making that pilgrimage on Sunday afternoon, baby. Hey, Tony, if you can't get a Gumad there, you can't get a Gumad. Anyway. <laughs> All right, get out, right, of, here get out of here now. Ladies and gentlemen. There he is, Luigi's checking in with his Antonio Brown. I don't have him in my fantasy suck it comments to all those people who took Antonio Brown. And again, I'm suggesting that they're not going to get rid of this guy. Robert, can we hang up the phone because it's just beeping on the air? What the hell's going on over there? What are you doing on that other computer, Robin? I'm fixing something. Jesus. No, I'm not going on with Dancing with the Stars. I can't dance anyway. By the way, uh, EKT8750 says the Bhutans will be at Lot H at the link on Sunday. The Bhutans are everywhere come football season. Just add alcohol. That's all you got to do. And it's not just the Bhutans. And they're not all Bhutans, by the way. Gumads and Bhutans are two different things. If you're trying to follow along with the South Philly lingo. And it's not just a Philly thing. It's a New York thing. It's an East Coast thing. Gumads means, you know, like uh, a kumad. Robin, you know what a kumad is? Yes. What's a kumad? Um, uh, uh, kind of a... It's usually, it means your aunt, basically. But a kumad in the real world is like the other woman. You're married and you got a kumad on the side. Some people say gumad, G-U-M-A-D. If you want to spell it, uh, if you want to... <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing it. A kumad is the other woman, the side chick, the side piece. A bhutan is just a, a whore. And that could be a male or a female. It's not just strictly limited because there are male whores. Man whores, we call them. Yes. They're bhutans, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's no other word for it? Greaseball is another good word. But you don't have to be a kumad or a bhutan to be a greaseball. You could just be a greaseball. You could look at somebody and say, that's a greaseball. Yes. It's that simple. Now, Tony, uh, we were talking about um, uh, Antonio Brown. Luigi called in. (laughs) If the Raiders wanted to get rid of him, I have somebody that they need to sign right away. They could probably get him really cheap. Who do you have? Did you see this video? Oh, yes, I agree. You want to talk about great hands. You want to talk about, you know, Fred X used to say, my hands have been very good to me. Freddie Mitchell, the people's champion with the big championship mm-hmm. uh, belt that he wore. I mean, We see, have a new guy who the yes. Raiders should sign immediately. I mean, talk about fantastic freaking hands at any speed. Not Galamad, by the way. That's different. That's, uh, that's uh, squid. 
we have the who the Raiders are now looking yes. at. As you know, Mike Mayock, the general manager, likes to break down tape. I mean, he did it better yeah. than anybody. When you when you t- there was Mel Kiper and then there was Mike Mayock. I mean, look at the baseball dude that got signed because he yeah. made a videotape. This guy needs to be signed immediately. Let's go to the tape. We have the Raiders' new starting wide receiver from Monday Night Football at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, whatever they call it right now. I guess it's still the uh, Oracle. Let's go to this man who's do, who does what I love to do. Now, just keep watching. Do, you guys don't understand what we're talking about here. You have to watch the entire video, and then we'll, we'll it get It looks like reaction. a roller coaster yeah. ride to me. And here they go. They have a GoPro in front. We never do enough GoPro stuff. Keep watching. He's doing the loop, doing the loop. Right there. Oh, what a grab. A cell phone flies out. 80 miles per hour on the loop. He sees it coming. He reaches out and grabs it. And he grabs it it with his left hand. Mid-air. Grabs it with his left hand, and then he's holding it up with his right hand to take the uh, the accolades of the crowd. Yes. Where is that? That's one of those single, that's one of those two two side-by-side ride I'm going to rewind, and I want to see it again. So this is at the top of the... Do we know what what amusement park this was and what ride that was? I want to go on that thing. Look at that. There it is. There it is. Oh! God, that's now, amazing. Did it, where did it fall out of? Was it, it his was, friends? It was from somebody behind him because he's looking behind him to to acknowledge, hey, I got it. How does something from behind you... Because he was doing the loop. So they were on a loop and somehow or another it fell. So when he he reached it... Does it say where that amusement park is? I know it could be a Six Flags. It could be anything. I don't think it was in Jersey, but it may have been. There's two I don't coasters know, there. But sign that guy. It was awesome. <laughs> the Raiders are going to pass on that dude. The dude reaches up with his left hand, so he's he's amphibious. So he reaches up with his left hand, grabs it, and then passes it over amphibious. to the right hand. Amphibious. It's an old joke, Robin. I think uh, is it Great Adventure, Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey. Let me see if I can find it. It actually doesn't say on the article. That it could I be found. one of five hundred amusement parks that all have great coasters like that in this country. It could be Cedar Point. Could be Six Flags. You know, I know where it isn't. It isn't Magic Mountain in California because I'd recognize that immediately. You know, because you got the mountains in the background. That looked like it could be Jersey or Cincinnati or one of those other great amusement parks. How are you going to say no catch? Did he make a football move when he caught it? Now, here's we'll have to go to instant says, replay again, Robin. Here's a guy. Here's an article that says Kiwi Man catches flying phone on roller. So that coasters. was in Australia or that was in see. New Zealand? Oh, oh, I got it. I got it here. Here, so this is. We have an update. This is an update. This uh, a Timaru New Zealand man named Samuel Kempf was in Europe representing New Zealand in the fistballing World Championships in Switzerland. Fistballing? What the hell is that? that I saw that on Pornhub the other night. Fistballing. Fister? <laughs> that's a hotel in Milwaukee, for God's sake. I have never heard of such a thing. What the hell is fistballing? Anyway, beside the point, after the championships, Kemp took a holiday and headed to Barcelona, where he visited a theme park and got the best holiday footage ever ever showing him on a roller coaster catching the phone flying through air at 134 kilometers per hour, which is approximately 80, 80 miles per hour. Uh, The footage... I'm so... Wait a minute. Uh, Yeah, I know. Now I'm distracted. 
What the hell is fistballing? Fist is that what the guy did at Burning Man with his girlfriend who was a DJ? Did you see that video? Did no. you see the video? It was a famous DJ, and he had his girlfriend. You know they could do freaky stuff at Burning Man right, out right, in the right. desert. And the dude was uh, from behind. Let me just say, I'm, we can't, I don't think we can play the video. Uh, doubtful. And now the guy admits <laughs> that he shouldn't have done that. He had his girlfriend up on top of something, and let's just say she was not facing him. And then she was he on did, all fours. Yes, but she was she was uh, she was above on something. She was like on a table or something. Okay, or on laying a car. on her stomach. No, okay. she wasn't laying on her stomach. She was on her knees. All right. And then he came up from behind her and oh. did something, and it was high enough that it wasn't what you would think it is. It was something else. You following me right now? I don't know. I don't know if I want to. But uh, here's here's a a. Was that it? Was quote. is there a fit, best fist ball at the AVN Awards that I missed? Hold on, let me find out what fist balling is before. Cause you now, can't. Not, when I was a kid, we used to play handball, but not the kind you see in the gyms. You know, we play handball. We get a pimple ball. So when you couldn't use, when you didn't have a, a broom handle or stick, this and is, you wanted to, you, what would you, you like do to is. Know what could, is? Can I just explain what we used, what I would call <laughs> okay. fist ball if I yes. were going to describe what we did here in, in the streets and in the cities? You get a pimple ball, the same one we would cut in half to play half ball, where somebody has a broom handle on one side, and then you pitch the half ball up in the air so it lands in there, and then you slap that thing, and it goes against the wall of the house across the street, and if it's above a certain window level, it's a single. Then if you hit it on the roof, then some schmuck's got to go up there and get the balls off the roof later in the day. That's what we called half ball. The other thing we'd have, we would play, we would just call it handball. But you really were using a fist, so you would close your palm, and then somebody would do a one-bounce ball, and then you would swing and hit it with your fist. Is that the same type no. of fist ball we're talking about? Not at all. Apparently, fist balling... It's not like pocket pool, right? Uh, no. <laughs> Let me tell you what fist balling is. Oh, we have a fist ball update later. See what you learn on this show? It, this is something, and, he, and I'm from Europe, and I've never even heard of this thing. I have no clue what fistballing is. Is it like Aussie rules football at all? Not at all. Is apparently. it like a kiwi? It's a kiwi sport, obviously. No, right? it's a European sport that I have never in my life heard of. Fistballing is a sport of European origin. It is similar to volleyball in that players try to hit a ball over a net. I have a photograph up there. Okay. You can see it. Uh, the current men's fistball world champion is Germany. Winners of both the 2015 Men's World Championship and the fistball category at the 2017 World Games. Not foosball. That's different. No, this is fistball. So instead of using a racket and instead of doing it with it's a like big, the, it's not a big, like, it's not like a big uh, volleyball itself, which is soft and, you know, you can punch it up and you can use both hands. It's kind of like, it looks a little bit like video? a soccer ball. I, I want to see video. I want to see, see how the size video. of the ball. Well, you can see the ball right there. It's 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 a the little. The ball bit looks amazing, as uh, Ryan Seacrest once said. The ball looks a little bit. Yes. A little bit smaller than a soccer ball, maybe. Um, and there, the net is not so really a net. So it's bigger than a soccer ball. No, it's smaller. It looks like it's smaller than a soccer. Can ball. Can I see the video? I don't have a video. Right. Oh wait. Why does here. it say Hold play on. semifinal Germany versus Switzerland, and it looks like it has a place button where you can start it and show the video, Robin? Hold I'm on. no computer expert. But I know what a start button looks like Let on the video. I can pull. Oh, here we go. Down there. I see where you're seeing it. <laughs> it's not the size of the ball as much as it's the size of the fist. Says, uh, Faust ball. Faust ball. Jerry so, Faust, the former Notre Dame coach, so uh, started this. Are you watching? Yeah, I don't see it playing, though. Oh, it's on the live. It's on live. I don't see it. 
Tony, watch it. Watch again. Let me watch it again. Oh, here it is. So it does look like a soccer ball, and it's a bunch of white dudes. And yeah, it's basically it's basically volleyball. Volleyball, the, the but they use one different. hand and they punch it instead of like popping it up. Well, they still pop it up. Yeah. So it's volleyball. It's pretty much volleyball. It's basically volleyball, except these guys are aborigine nutcases, and they just want to punch it harder. So I guess you're only allowed to use one hand after the serve. So let me watch the serve again. So he pops it up with one hand on the serve, and he punches it. And then guys have to dig it out just like volleyball. The net looks a little bit lower, too. Doesn't it look like it's No, it lower? looks higher to me. The bottom is higher, but the top, there's not a full net. The top of, the, the top of whatever that is... And he close and, and actually gets to you're allowed to bounce it on the ground yeah. once. So you don't even have to dig it out like they do in volleyball. You know where somebody has to make a diving dig to keep the ball alive in volleyball? I saw the ball bounce once. Yeah. Weird. What kind of shit sport is that? <laughs> That's some European white folk shit right there. But anyway. Anybody can punch a ball once it bounces over the net and hits the ground and it pops up again and you grab your fist and you go, bam! And you fist her. Can I, that wasn't it, even on the Ocho. How, how fringe of a sport must it be if it was not on ESPN the Ocho? The Ocho. <laughs> and they yes. had guys making pizza. They had guys spinning pizza on that show. <laughs> well, this is this is Kemp, who is a fist baller. <laughs> fist baller. <laughs> <laughs> who caught the phone. Said that. Uh, is there a fist ball fantasy league? I want to get in on that. <laughs> Do they have cheerleaders? <laughs> not Doug Fister, the former Major League pitcher, is not involved, is he? Do they have this indoors at the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? They must. They, One they of the really, most haunted hotels really in America, as you know, Robin. So I guess even though it looks like he was in the front car, he was not. There was a person a few rows ahead of him, and he saw that they dropped their iPhone X. Long story short, I caught it. The roller coaster was moving. Um, once they were off the roller coaster, Kemp handed the phone back to its owner, who was looking for the device on the ground. He could not believe it. He gave me a huge hug. The funniest reaction was when we got off the roller coaster, and you go down to look at the photos and videos they take, and half the people there seemed to be watching our screen, and then everybody started cheering and clapping when it happened. Wow. And wow. he didn't even use his fist. He used an open yeah. hand. <laughs> open hand. He just opened grabbed that sucker. That so it was somebody in front of him because yeah. gravity would make the right. it wouldn't make the person behind you True. thing go in front. Now, unless looked, you're in a loop. Right. I thought they were in a loop because it looked like he was in the front of the car. But no, I think it was, was just an inversion. Yeah. And you know I love inversions, Robin. Fistball. Gotta do that once. Very, very cool. You can do that in the street. That's the best part. Who was the first MVP of fistball? Who's the greatest fistballer of all time? Now I'm fascinated. Two one five four six two. We went from showing a guy making an unbelievable one-handed grab and of Tony a cell phone. Tony got completely sidetracked. But you brought up who he was because I said yeah. we have to find out where this was. What was he? See, that's journalism. Who, what, when, where, and why? Right. Now, did you how? hear? This, is, a, this is very interesting, Tony. This was a noble pastime for nobles and gentry in 1786. Johann Wolfgang Goethe, who is a philosopher, no, no relation to Wolfgang Puck. No, did he make a nice little sandwich, panini, and have it like a and fast you should food know, joint? Yeah. Because apparently, this was a huge thing in Italy. Mentioned fistball games between four noblemen <laughs> from Verona and four Venetians in an Italian journey. 
Apparently, Italians are very, very good at fistballing, Tony. Mister, that's <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that this is something that you need to take up. You need to take up fistballing, Tony Bruno. I believe we have the theme song of the league. Really? Yes, this we is the do? actual theme song of the uh, European Fister League. That's Twisted Fister, Robin. Come on. The great Bruno Storage Unit has to take it to the next level. The greatest fistballer of all time, of course, the great Ava Adams or my personal friend, Brianna Banks. (laughs) Tony Bruno (laughs) on Wikipedia. The number one notable player in fistballing. <laughs> you are going to love this. His name oh. is... This, Bruno this, what? It's got to no. be Bruno. Oh, no, no, Bruno. No. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. Dirk. Dirk Yafisky. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Dirk it's taking Yafisky. me a second. Hold on, hold on. Dirk Shastik. Schacht. Is he German? How do you you, you Schacht- speak German, Robin? How do you not know how to yeah, pronounce it? Yeah, but this it? is even more complicated than normal. Schachtzik. <laughs> I thought it was Schachtzak. Schachtzak. There it is. Dirk Schachtzak. Sounds like soft sack. Is there a not- Fister Hall of Fame? Fistballer Hall of Fame? <laughs> this is a beautiful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, see what we've done for you. We have given you a whole new sport that nobody has known about. And I get to play some Twisted Sister, too. And, and it's dominated by West Germany, Brazil, and Austria. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki. Swedish chef says, I think the Fistball Hall of Fame is at Ball State University. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, oh man. Uh, on that note, shall we continue with the show or are we totally derailed? Wow. That was not planned, ladies and gentlemen. I knew about the video. I saw the yeah. video this morning of the guy grabbing yeah. the cell phone. I did not know. This about all started the- out as an Antonio Brown uh-huh. Raiders need a replacement wide receiver. Find a video of a guy who grabs a cell phone from midair at 80 miles an hour on a roller coaster in Barcelona. Was it in Barcelona again, Robin? Yes. In Barcelona, so it wasn't Six Flags. Nope. We cleared that up. And then we find out he was from New Zealand and part of a fistball team that was visiting <laughs> Barcelona, Spain. I mean, just saying it. Just saying it. How would you say, like, hey, what do you do? Uh, I'm a world champion fistballer. I've been working on cornhole the whole time and didn't realize <laughs> fisting was much better. If I had known about fistball, I would have started my own American <laughs> fistball, fistball league. league. <laughs> Screw cornhole. That sounds fun, but it's not. Fistballing sounds so much better. <laughs> what do you do for a living, sir? I'm a professional fistballer, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Would you like to come over and fistball tonight? Well, who do you think the sponsors of fistballing would be, Tony? <laughs> come over and fistball by we, while we sling tonight. <laughs> You know, you have a sling yes, party. You have yes. a sling box at home. 
Who who would be the donor? <laughs> the the sponsors. <laughs> Fistballing brought to you by KY Jelly. <laughs> oh my god! Oh oh. oh. Fistballing brought to you by. Cujo uh, knows. Uh, <laughs> who is your fantasy fistball tight end? That's what I want. Fistballing <laughs> brought to you by Astroglide. Oh, my. <laughs> Mom from Valley Force. Does Tall Man Joe's have a fistballing room? <laughs> D. Conrad Vegas goes, I'm a baller, dude. <laughs> oh. And then we could get. Uh, See, see the creative minds? Yeah, I saw this quote this morning, and I think that's what this show's all about, including our great followers on Twitch and listening uh-huh. to us everywhere. Good, you know, Great minds discuss ideas. Yes. Well, let's not start sucking each other's No, not yet. We're talking fistball right now. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. So we can just, we just prove that great minds discuss ideas. And that's what happens. Whenever we talk about something and then it just starts going, not really off the rails, but we start thinking it through and discussing things, mm-hmm. we're coming up with ideas. Yes. Fistballing league, you know, all these other important things. Reb, uh, Rebel Man 9311, the fistball finals officially endorsed by not Valvoline, but Vaseline. Vaseline. It's like liquid ball bearings <laughs> back in the day. I remember when uh, Richard Petty used to do the STP commercials. Remember STP, the yes, oral yes. treatment? Like liquid ball bearings. The uh, FBL on the Ocho. I wonder if you would use latex gloves or non-latex gloves. Because you got to have protection if you're fistballing, Robin. Am I, I wrong here? God, I wish this guy didn't live in New Zealand. I'd try to get him on the show. You know he has a great accent. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, oh. we got our Australian friends yeah. we get on the air all the time. He's a Kiwi. We don't have many Kiwis on. No. But I do like me some kiwi. And then you have, we set up a stadium. You know how they have the Did you dark... know that kiwis have more vitamin C than any other Absolutely. fruit? And the, and the uh, fruit's Just... good, too, by the way. Yeah. But uh, I can see it now. You know we watch that soccer, not the soccer, the, the dart championships in England and Europe. Uh-huh. Where they have this gigantic hall full of tables and people drinking. Right. And watching guys play darts on a stage with, you know, with gigantic hairdos and... Wacky-looking guys with crazy shirts and stuff. I love that stuff. Now, we just did a story yesterday that Germany is the number one uh, a country in the world that, that is, is free with their nudity, and they have nude they have everything. They have nude fistballing? I'm wondering now if they have nude fistballing. It would make sense, would it not? Darts are for pussies. Real men fistball. <laughs> We got slogans coming out. We got the league. Uh, oh, can have I use mercy. Fist, Bert and Gus? Can I use fistballing trivia to stump Jose on Taco Tuesday? <laughs> nope that would that would be probably a definite no. Swedish chef, who does the play by play? Fist Berman or Vern Fiskwist? <laughs> God. Oh, and then you can have fistball stadium. Forget about the. Uh, Fister Stadium. Forget about the, the, uh, the uh, what's it called? What's the league called where they play video games and the guy comes on and says, this is the what, what do you call it league? And I should know this because of Twitch. Uh, no, it's got to be Brent Fistburger. We can change everybody's name. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go live now to 
Brent Fistburger at Fistburger Stadium. You are looking live. <laughs> and of course, the first expansion team, the Philadelphia Fist Fighters. Spelled P-H-I-S-T-P-H-I-G-H-T-E-R. An oh, esports God. arena. Esports. No, but it's got a name. There's an esports arena yes. they're building down there here yeah, in South Philly, right near the sports complex. It's going to be big. <laughs> no, the guy comes on. He says, let's uh, get ready for not to rumble. That's boxing. The dude that does the, it's a league. Yeah. <sighs> I'm dying. The first Fistball Hall of Fame in- inductee, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Phil McCracken. You get it, Robin? Phil McCracken? I get it. I Not get Barry McCockiner. That's a different guy. The Winnipeg Fisting Moose. Just think of the merchandising. I know. Just think of the ideas and all the things you can do when it comes to fistball league action. Okay. This is poorly marketed. This is, I, like, the, this is like the Pac-12. Even if we they don't... They brought in a guy from the Tennis Channel to run the Pac-12. Even if we do not... Uh, actually start a league we need to have at least league t-shirts the bruno fistballing league <laughs> mascots yes who, who, i mean this it's just who wants a bruno fistballing league the, the, let's show the, raise the show possibilities hands. now i mean this league pretty much invents itself i mean look at all the ideas already in just 10 minutes of deep thinking and great minds coming up with great ideas it's good stuff man I may have to get the website. <laughs> Forget about AFL, oh. which is gone. Oh, now, oh, oh, by the way, it is high, it is far, and some lucky fan up in the bleachers at the Great American Ballpark. Yes, Jose Iglesias, Iglesias has done it again. To all the baseballs I've loved before, I just hit one out of the ballpark. 412 feet in the bottom of the sixth inning, Vargas throws one right down the pipe, and he did not miss it at all. Jose Iglesias. No relation to Julio Iglesias, I don't believe. Jacked that baby into the second deck where there was plenty of room for people to run around and finally get that baseball. That guy's good, man. Now, Enrique Iglesias was the son. Who was the original who was the father of Enrique Iglesias? That was, um, uh, it was... Julio okay. Iglesias. Julio Iglesias. That's bad Julio yeah, Iglesias knowledge no, right I there, Robert. No, I knew Robert. that. I just had to, I, I was still, I had fistballing in my brain. To all the women I fistballed before. Remember that song, Robin? To all um, the girls, girls I've loved, loved before. before. I hit the ball really poking hard in Cincinnati. That's going to be it now for Justin Vargas as the Reds now trailing 2-1 to one, have just taken the lead 2-1. to one. They were down one nothing, and now they're up 2-1 to one on the Iglesias home run in the bottom of the sixth in the pitching change. And they have Did he fistball it out? No, he got all of that one. He barreled that baby. Forget fisting it. He barreled it. And that's all you really need to do. Fister Fister can sing the national anthem. Remember, a phallus-shaped potato once ruled the world, Robin, with an iron fist. He was a dictator. 
Wow. Anyway, enough about the fisting stuff. Yes, it's now completely I'm, I'm, out of control. I'm, it is totally, and I'm. My cheeks hurt from laughing yeah, so much. I, I'm, I need. I have a headache now from laughing so much, <laughs> and it's really bad for you to laugh. I've learned. Not actually. No, it's good for you. So now the odds makers at Bookmaker EU. I have breaking news now. This is not about this. The Washington Risters would be a good team too in the Fister League. Uh, odds makers at Bookmaker EU have placed odds on the number of games Antonio Brown's suspension will last. Remember, it hasn't officially been announced. Most people are saying that it's going to be one game. Now there are odds. How many games will Antonio Brown be suspended for? Over one and a half games. So in other words, if you think it's going to be two games, over one and a half games instead of one, plus 200, you get two to one odds. If it's under one and a half games, which means you think it's only going to be a one-game suspension, unless they suspend him for half of the second game, which has happened before. Team, you know, players get suspended for the first half. It happens in college all the time. Right. Minus two fifty. So, in other words, you got to lay two fifty to make a hundred dollars that it'll be a one-game suspension. So are you going to lay the 250 to win 100 that will only be suspended for one game, which is under a game and a half? Right. Or will you take 100 on a plus? T- oh, wait, by the way, the Phillies have just gone to the bullpen, and guess what happened? The first pitch that Eugenio Suarez saw, he has jacked that out of the yard. And it's 3-1 to one Cincinnati Reds as the Phillies manager, Gabe Kapler, goes right to the bullpen and inserts another arsonist to add to the raging inferno. That is afternoon baseball in Cincinnati, Ohio. That baby went just above the Ollie's bargain outlet sign, about 370-plus. And it's a 3-1 to one ball game in the bottom of the sixth inning. Oh, that's that Jared Hughes again, the guy who ran out and was out of gas when he ran into the bullpen, out of the bullpen the other night. Mm -hmm. Remember that guy? He came sprinting out of the bullpen, goes out there and then couldn't compose himself because he was out of gas from running from the bullpen. He comes in today. He didn't run in. He walked in, and then the first pitch he threw was jacked out of the yard. Crap, Tony Bruno. What? We were laughing so hard that I completely didn't realize it's already 2.22. Oh, Jesus. We have to get our guy on. I hope he's still there. Brandon Lang's going to join. And now another ball, but this one is going to stay in the yard, and it's caught in uh, left center field for the second out of the ball game. 3-1 Reds, two outs, bottom of the sixth inning at Cincinnati. Going for the split. By the way, Bob from Valley Fort says uh, Vargas almost caught that home run ball running to the showers as he was leaving the ballpark. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This is just bad. It's a bad bullpen. It's a bad ball club. Let's be honest. People are wrangling every day. Same thing with the Mets. They're up one day. They're down another day. Both teams have gone through this this season. That's why neither one of these teams, the Phillies or the New York Mets, really deserves to be in the postseason. Going to be honest. They don't deserve to be in the postseason. It's as simple as that. When you can't consistently win more than two or three games in a row, when you can't sweep a team, you're just not that good. 
as we always say on this show. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. <sighs> now, I got all the latest odds. I will be releasing the Thursday night selection coming up on the program. <clears throat> Brandon Lang's going to join us here in a moment. We're supposed to have him on at two, but Robin and I got so caught up on the fisting league. What happened? Sheesh. I didn't see the Giants in the uh, Cardinals game last night. I was watching long driving championships on Golf Channel, believe it or not. I did watch the Phillies game and that implosion, and then I had enough. I switched over to MLB Network. But starting tonight, we don't have to worry about that much anymore. Those of us in towns where baseball is now just a distant past, a distant memory, we'll be watching football starting tonight. And then the student-athletes on Friday nights. And then more student-athletes on Saturdays. And then the big boys on Sunday and Monday and Thursday. I wasn't watching John Daly drinking, though, and singing karaoke. That was a couple of nights ago. Baseball is a fistant memory right now here in Philadelphia, Robin. So what happened when you called Brandon Lang? Can you keep me up to date here instead of taking your headphones off and just sitting back? Yeah, no, sorry. I I was trying to call him. Um... I, I know that he has been doing some other interviews, so he might be on another line. I'm trying him again. So uh, should I take the blame for that one, or should I have to give it to you? Robin? Oh, just totally blame me, because okay, that was my fault. I seriously, the last half hour went by so fast. It really did, and I didn't even realize what time it was either. We're that's the great thing about the show, and that's the bad <laughs> thing about the show. We don't look at clocks. We don't have somebody saying, wrap it up. We don't have to say, oh, we got a three-minute segment coming up here because we have a 12-minute commercial break coming up and we're behind on commercials. We go 180 minutes consecutively every single it was, day for you. And, and we were just laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing and uh, totally my fault. <clears throat> so hopefully, Brandon... I, don't get, I didn't want to give you one of those, Robin, because it was no, both our fault. I was gonna be, no, it's my fault, I'm, too, because I wasn't looking... And we were both engaging in some crazy fisticuffs, so to speak. <laughs> fisticuffs almost bro- broke out in that segment. That was only from the audience. <laughs> no, instead of pom-poms, that's what they use. The cheerleaders use fisticuffs. <laughs> I think Gabe Kapler has a good future, according to AJ in San Antonio. He will be the new manager of the Philadelphia Fisters in the Fistball League. He won't have to worry about barreling the ball anymore as long as he gets a good, clean fist on that baby. And you won't even need a fisting coach because anybody can make a fist and hit a ball. And uh, Robin does need a shot. We have a clock up there. But that was both of us. We were just having so much fun that we looked at the clock and it went past 2 o'clock and it's 2.26 and we're going to have Brandon Lang on in a second. The other big story is, of course, the FIBA World Cup of basketballs going on in Shanghai. And Team USA, which had to struggle to win an overtime against Turkey on Tuesday. Is that Turkey Tuesday or Taco Tuesday in Turkey? I wonder if they celebrate that over there. So the USA really, really struggled against Turkey. And let's be honest, when you're in Turkey, they weren't even in Turkey. I can understand if they were in Turkey. They were in Shanghai, China, and they're playing in this world championship. And they got some good players over there. Jalen Brown, and they got a bunch of NBA guys. Not Jessica Lang, no. That's Brandon Lang's coming on. So they played Japan yesterday, and they pretty much sushi'd them. The U.S. beat the Japanese basketball team 
by 53 points yesterday. wonder what the line on in that game was. And now, guess who they play next on Saturday in the second round of this tournament? Greece. That means we'll get to see the Greek freak against the U.S. team. Apparently, the Greek freak not having a great tournament so far over there. But the U.S. will play Greece, and then they'll play Brazil in the second round on Monday. So Greece on Saturday, Brazil in the second round on Monday as the U.S. advances into the next round in the FIBA World Cup. They were in uh, Shanghai. They're moving on to Shenzhen. And then they're going to have the, the number five, I believe, when they get there with extra rice. You're going to have the white rice, and, of course, you're going to have the fried rice when you go over there, Robin. What else would you have? Would you have the octopus? I'm not a big octopus fan. Sashimi? I do love sashimi with a nice with a salmon or tuna. And uh, Mikey misses hair plugs. Well, Japan center was five foot six. Dim sum Tuesdays in China. <laughs> Dim sum Tuesdays. <laughs> you know what? They, they, they actually would won this tournament. Fo, fo, fo. But that's a different country, Robin. That's Vietnam, right? They don't do fo or po. Correct. That's Vietnamese. Fa. fa. I call it fa. po. It sounds better. It's like, why would it be fisting, P-H-I-S-T, but not fo when it's P-H-O? Why would it, where do you get fa out of P-H-O? Fa. Where do you get fa out of P-H-O? What do I look like? Seriously. Vietnamese? And I'm I an, know. You know, I, I study foreign languages, and I love foreign languages. It is, it is an interesting uh, phenomenon, but I think there's a, there's a little line underneath the O, so make, instead of an O sound, it's a A. Uh, Why uh, can't they simplify uh. these languages? Seriously. P-H-O is not fa in it's any not, way, shape, or form. It's not fa, it's fa. 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 They want to make it just F-A. Or fa. F- it's just F- fa. Get the out of here. I got a good song I want to play for that, though. A good song for fuck? Yeah. It's fuck you. No, it's not. Here's the song I want to play right now. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, yo. Now, this is a language we all could understand. I like how he says, Yariba, yo. This would be like if Jose could sing and spoke Spanish. Roll the tongue, you gotta roll it. I can roll it very well. Let me have this version too, Robin. You know who probably hasn't been fistballing in uh, many, many years, even though it's existed since the early 1600s? Who? Linda Hamilton. That's correct. And we will have a Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton update. Yes, it's sad news today. Well, sad news for her. Or maybe it's not, because apparently she's not sad about it. Who am I, I to would, judge? Yeah, I mean, but I would be. Speaking of that, we'll have a new dating app update today, too. Forget about Tinder. Rico Suave. Yes. Is that who it is? No. I don't know who it is. Rico Suave, isn't he a singer, though? Yes. No, that was the name of the song. Ah. The name of the song was Rico Suave. Suave. 
Now this is a different. This is twisted oh. insane. Okay, so I'm gonna turn this down. But that's just, that's the same. It's the same title. Fee fi fo fum. As we're talking about fo. <clears throat> and now here comes Scott Kingery to the plate, and he's gonna score, and it's a it's a tie ball game as the Phillies now all of a sudden in the top of the seventh had loaded the bases. And now it is a 3-2 ball game on a misplayed ball in right field by Aquino. And all of a sudden, Phillies are rallying after giving up three runs. Ball bounces up off his hip. And then he tries to pick it up with his glove, drops it again. Kingery was stopping at third. And then he goes all the way around in and walks home to make it a 3-2 ball game. Reds and Phillies there in the top of the seventh at the not-so-great American ballpark. 3-2 Reds, one out, first and second, top of the seventh. You're up to date on that, baby. But meanwhile, let's get back to, uh, to Linda Hamilton, shall we? So Linda Hamilton, you know, and she's in the new uh, Terminator movie. It's coming out. We'll hang on for that. But that's one of our updates today. Also, forget about, you see, Dean's our big stock market guy. You, need, you see what stocks dropped today? Tinder. Tinder's parent company, stocks dropped today because Facebook has finally unsheathed its beta testing dating app that they put together for a while. Now, they've been running beta testing, not beta or work testing. He's pretty much out of the entire picture. Maybe he'll have to go on this app. Maybe he should go have endless apps after his latest debacle. But enough about that. So Facebook says, hey, we got everything else. Why don't we have a dating app? So they have now launched the Facebook dating app. It's a new app on Facebook. Now, you have to go to your Facebook account, which you already have, and then there's a separate app inside Facebook. It's not on your regular Facebook page. And then you go in there, and I love it. The guy who runs this app for Facebook had this quote about Tinder, basically taking a shot at Tinder. said, if you're looking for love, you don't keep your best features behind a paywall. That's what they said, Facebook said about Tinder, taking a shot. A man who loves him some Tinder. Well, he doesn't even need Tinder. Not this guy. Because he believes in the sharp edge. He is the great. Brandon Lang, we see him at the Super Bowl every year. He always gives us the pick. He's the guy who was the first guy I heard on Super Bowl Radio Row in Minnesota that said, I'm taking the Eagles against the Patriots Nothing's going to change my mind. He stuck with it, and he cashed him instead of trashing him. Brandon Lang joins us right now. How are you, Brandon? Tony B, one of my faves. What's up, my man? You know what's up? It's football season, baby. I'm just, I've been jonesing. The preseason was the most offensive thing I've ever seen, but now it's real, and it starts tonight. Are you ready? Yeah, listen, I went 4-1 and one in preseason, so they took the dodge those landmines and, and rolled through preseason, and overall... Overall, twenty-three and seven run uh, on the website. So it's uh, it's life's been good in Langland. But like you said, enough's enough. Enough preseason football. Enough college. Enough baseball. It's the NFL. It's the big boys league, and this is what we live for every single year. Exactly. BrandonLang.com, and of course, host of the Believe in the Sharp Edge on the Believe Podcast Network, spelled B-L-E-A-V-E, but pronounced Believe. Do you believe? Oh, I believe. I believe. 
I believe in the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. I believe as a home dog they're going to beat Kansas City outright. I believe. Are you calling outright already? You're saying already yes, giving us one is. of the underdog selections. You think Nick Foles is going to go out there right out of the gate? The Kansas City Chiefs, who are the now favorite to win the Super Bowl, just ahead of the New England Patriots in the latest Vegas odds at Caesars. That Kansas City Chief team with Andy Reid? I believe that you never should give a stripper your credit card in the champagne room. I believe it's a mistake you're not supposed to make. And just like that, I believe the Jacksonville Jaguars, who last year, as bad as Blake Bortles was, they were a home underdog three times last year. They were 3-0 against the spread with outright wins over Seattle and the New England Patriots. That defense is healthy. It's pretty much the same defense that went to the AFC Championship game two years ago. Tony, let's be honest with one another. If you put last year, if you put Tony Bruno in the slot, you put Jenna Jamison's foot out wide, mm-hmm. and you put me in the backfield, we would have picked up two first downs against that Chiefs defense. Let's be honest right here. Oh, you're okay? absolutely right about it. Especially Jenna, because she's a friend, and then she can still she still has game, even though she's she retired. Still get a little, yeah, she's yeah, retired. a little plastic surgery on that game. A little, little, little plastic surgery, and she got the keto thing going, but I should get open into keto. I'm telling you right now. Absolutely. That defense is not very good. And so going in there, asking them to cover four-and-a-half number, I don't see it. I like the Jags plus four and a half. Money wow. on the Jags. First shocker of the that day. That is the first shocker the of the Jags day. I'm putting that one down outright. right now. I'm putting that down. I'm not going to steal it. But that's one that surprises me because a lot of people, I don't see a lot of people on. And now it's only a three point line here. So, and as a home dog, they're only getting the three, but normally the home no, dog. No, no, no. It's up, it's up to four and a half in a couple places. Oh, is it really? Oh, you know, it started at five and a yeah. half. And I see the latest that yep. I got an hour ago. Says three and a half, uh, three, three and a half. So you're saying it's not the number that you have is what? I'm saying you got, I'm saying you're getting three and a half right now. Grab it. Okay. So it's three and a half. That's the Vegas consensus. Fresh now off here's the your uh, next, yeah. Here's your next shocker. I believe in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe Big Ben going to go in there on Sunday night and the Steelers are going to beat the Patriots outright. Wow. With the brand new theme song being unsheathed with, with uh, Car- Carrie Underwood and what's her face are going to be singing together in this new song. Think about this: Pittsburgh has covered each of their past six games as an away underdog, with five of those being outright wins. Who's the most important guy for quarterback? Who's the His most center. important guy? Oh, yeah. I thought you were His trying center. to give me a Brady or a, or, or a no, Ben Roethlisberger. Tom Brady's center. Yes, absolutely. Starting center out for the year two weeks ago. Yep. You're facing that D-line out of the gosh without Gronk. Um, Pittsburgh looks so good in preseason. Can't ignore the numbers. Grab Pittsburgh plus the points. Don't love them as big outright as I do Jacksonville, but I do really like them plus the, the five and a half, six over so there's another big underdog lock. And, you know, I, I mentioned the number earlier. Everybody talks about the first week of the season, and Vegas usually has the lines wrong, and that's when the fans usually do well in week one. And, and, and divisional games, as you uh, pointed out, in the, obviously in this Pittsburgh-New England game, not divisional, but certainly in big matchups, the dogs at home getting points. And this one's in New England, so they're not a dog, but you like the, the, the road dogs going into New England 
and covering the number at least. Yes, and going into kind of what you just said, Tony, which kind of you're kind of leaning in a direction of, of dogs in week one, divisional dogs in week one. The last 21 week one divisional dogs, so divisional dogs in week one, right. on a 17-4 and four run against the spread in week one going back the last four years. Yeah, I saw Stalin, and there's six divisional matchups this weekend in week one. Yep. Six head-to-head divisional yep. games. Yep, so you, obviously the value is with the divisional divisional dogs in week one. Now i got to ask you about this Oakland situation where the line has dropped in half since the Antonio Brown debacle. And uh, what happened there is, you know, he didn't show up for a walkthrough. They find him. He prints the letter on, on his Instagram and Twitter account. And then he got into it with Mike Mayock, general manager, yesterday. Mayock sitting him down. Apparently, it's going to be one game. Does that make a difference? Because Oakland was favored by three. Now they're favored by one and a half. Huge. Just from a distraction standpoint. It's the Denver team with Joe Flacco that the, the Denver defense is legit. They really are. And this is a Raider team that, if you watch Hard Knocks, you can see the Brown Mayock thing getting close to coming to a head. You yep. could, in, I think episode episode three is when Mayock in the, said in the press, you know, listen, enough's enough. Let's we we supported him. We've done that. You could you could see it coming to a head. I, I'm I'm quite surprised that that John Gruden couldn't get him on board as a veteran coach. Raiders four and eleven against the spread as a divisional home favorite. Line going down, public jumping on it. I just with the distraction, I think Denver's heading in the right direction here, and I would lean toward toward Denver uh, over Oakland based on the Brown situation. Now, this isn't one of those middle situations because you know you had it three, and now it's one and a half, and then you know a lot of bamblers like to and remember this is the last game of the weekend, so it's the final Monday night, the second part of the doubleheader, and depending on where you are uh, after the first weekend. That, that's going to be one of those games a lot of people will jump on to either try to get a lot of extra gravy or try to make up for bad picks. 1-800-SEEK-HELP. That's 1-800-SEEK-HELP. <laughs> You're looking to bail out on this game late on Monday night. If this is the garbage game you got to pick, call 1-800-SEEK-HELP and get on the phone with your therapist. Today, that's not a real meeting. number now. I don't want and, people uh, to think that that's your number. I don't. No, want, I don't not, want people calling not, seek help no. and thinking that's your. Although it's a great no. number, I wonder if anybody has that. That's true. That's a great <laughs> <number>. <laughs> Now the Monday night game you should get on is I believe the Saints are going to make a statement on Monday night, and I think they're in a good spot. The numbers support Houston. Uh, New Orleans has not been a great opening season team. Week one. Um, they haven't. They've covered one contest the last six years in week one, but I think based on everything that's going on, the way they look in preseason, and with Houston struggling, uh, I think New Orleans could be in a good fit uh, opening night. Yeah, touchdown like favorite. Yeah, and they're great at yep. home, and obviously everybody knows how great they play in the Dome, and they're on, Mon- and they're on uh, Monday night, and they're home, and it's, on, it's the NBC game. I mean, it's Monday night, it's national television, and that's a big game. That's one of the most interesting matchups of the weekend. I agree, and the other great, interesting matchup for me is the Rams and Carolina. You've got the Rams going all the way over to the, to the East Coast. Carolina has been a sneaky home dog, six and two at home openers. Um, probably one of the top linebacking units in, in the NFL. I think if the Rams aren't careful, this could year this could be the third. I believe 
mentioned the Carolina Panthers <laughs> at home with Cam Newton. I believe Superman does the little dab in the end zone, and I believe that they have a chance to shock the Rams in Week One in their last year's Super Bowl Super Bowl matchup. Both starts the season zero and one. I believe that could potentially happen. Even with Cam um, Newton, hot, hot. Now he's he listen. It's probable he's going to play. But you're not yeah. concerned about him hobbling a little bit after the last game? I think it's the matchup of Jared Goff versus Carolina's defense on the road. I think that's your matchup. I think Carolina I think Carolina offensively will be fine. What I do like in that game is under the posted total in that game. And that of course is fifty. It's it's flat fifty right now, right? Seems a little high to me in an opening week game on the road with a pretty good Carolina defense at home. Yeah, I agree with you. I like the under there, too. Brandon Lang, you can get more of this fabulous stuff at brandonlang.com and the host of Believe in the Sharp Edge on the Believe Podcast Network. Is that where you get that? Where do you get that? Uh, I get that um, on, on that exact network. And by the way, um, I will be in Philly like for four days, uh, first week of October. I believe you'll be able to find me at Cheerleaders. I believe you better call me and let me and remind me again so that I'll know and we can have a cocktail. Oh, Tony, Bruno, and Brandon, you better believe they'll be a cheerleaders together. <laughs> I may work the poll that night, depending on... You have to come the... down to the studio. Yeah, you got to come here in my right in South Philly, not that far from cheerleaders. got to come right in oh, here I into will. our... Beautiful Twitch.tv studios here in South Philadelphia, the basically yes. the epicenter of all things Philly sports. Yes, hundred percent. I will come in there, and then after I come in there and you get off work, I believe we'll be at happier. <laughs> I believe. Now, what are the dates again? October what? It'll be October fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Wow! I'm going to the I'm going to Eagles game against the Jets on the sixth. Beautiful, so. beautiful. All right. Right, and Brad. then, listen, after the Eagles game on the 6th, you better, you better believe I'll be in Wow, good stuff. You're in regular season form, man. That's what I love, Brad. We're both ready to go. You're ready. I'm ready. I can't wait. The NFL, I've been waiting all year for Me Thursday too, night football and for it to matter. Me too. Me too, buddy. All right, we'll so, see you soon, man. Go. Thanks so much, Brandon. Right, I appreciate it. You. There yeah. he is, the great Brandon Land. Let's put your hands together. Two for the money. Three for the show. Four for the show. Why would it have to be two for the money and three for the show? I believe I can fly. God, he's great. Everybody's saying, I believe. I believe. I do believe. I do believe. I had to apologize to him. Oh. Was he pissed? He shouldn't well, be pissed. No, he wasn't pissed. He, he had another I know. Um, and, interview so at 2.15. And so. by the time you had to try to explain to him we were doing a Fister segment, he <laughs> yeah. probably would not it would have taken yeah. more time, and then we wouldn't have exactly. had more time for the segment that we had him for. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because so, he had another one at 2.45, which he's a little bit late for now. So we believe. But it's not with Tony Bruno, though. No, but we believe we will definitely see him again. <laughs> Now, I probably shouldn't play this song, but I still love this song. I believe I can fly. Yes. Yeah, you know. Well, I've been playing this. Bring this up a little bit, please. It is. How great is this song, though, really? 
I get goosebumps. Well, here's the thing, Tony Bruno. Anytime anybody plays this music now, it's going to go to his victims. The money of it for it is not going to go to him. It's going to go to his victims. So, in a way, you're supporting the victims, right? I guess I don't know what the situation is with his finances. I mean, but that's usually how it works. So, I'm all about supporting his victims in a weird way. I'm going to fast forward to the end. I love when it gets orchestral and then the background singers are in there. It's like being in church. Let me get to the other. There it is. It's fine. It's fine. Right here. Right here. Everybody now. Let's pass around the tip jar, everybody. Now reach down deep, deep down in your pockets. Get those bits out. Grab a couple bits and throw them in the jar. Yes. <laughs> Support our new uh, fistballing tournament. <laughs> and a few drinks for afterwards. All right, don't ruin the end here. Let's listen. Okay, okay. Tony, I can fly. now that bird is in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> what? His wings have been clipped. Oh, yeah, that will, oh, yeah. Anytime you have sisters in the background singing, yeah. like you're in a church and in a great Baptist church on a Sunday, uh-huh. that's some real shit right have there. Have you ever been to Absolutely. a true, honest to God Yeah, Baptist? I lived in Alabama for two years. Yeah? But that doesn't mean you went to church. I still went to the... <laughs> <laughs> Just because you live there doesn't mean you actually went to a service. Plus, they were on TV all the time, too. <laughs> then there's this song that somebody requested, too. Remember this one, oh, Robin? Oh, yes. Uh, Believe great it American, or not. Great American Hero, or The Greatest American Hero. What was it? Joey Scarberry. That's who it was. But this was the theme song, right? To The Greatest American Hero? Weird, weird hero. Yes, the greatest American hero. You know who the greatest American hero was, right? Uh, what was his name? Blonde dude. Curly hair. Blonde dude with curly hair. <laughs> no, what was his name? Believe it or not, I'm walking Not dancing on air. No, what was his name? Uh, he didn't really do a lot. No, he didn't. I can't think of it now. William Cat. Thank you, Micey Mickey Misses Hair Plugs. William Cat, K A T T. That is great, William Cat. Not, not Cat Williams, by the way. No. William Cat. very funny. Um, did he do anything else besides. I don't know, that? I'm Googling him right now. Not Jim Cott, of course, broadcaster and former think, great pitcher. Oh, uh, you know what? He did the. He started doing um, uh, Broadway. He was on. Um, he was in Pippin, I believe. You know who his mom was? Barbara Hale, the actress. I did not know He was that. in Carrie. I'm not, I'm walking on air. 
he's been very active. What are uh, we talking about? Well, he's a senior. He must be active. He's a year older than me. So he's an active senior? He's very... He, there's a, he, a lot of B-movies. But he was actually very, very active. If you look at his IMDb... This was a happy song. That's why I like He's been in almost a movie or TV show every year. Well, so good for shut, him. Shut my mouth. This was a happy song. I mean... There, there are B-movies, like, for example, The Secret Lives of Dorks, and... All sorts of things that I've never, ever, ever heard of. <laughs> but good for him. Hey, he's an employed actor, and that's what matters. Exactly. I just want to know where he's going this weekend so I can make sure I don't stay around him if he's not with people who agree with me or not. All right, enough of that. How come they haven't brought back the greatest of men? We need another hero. We do. I know Tina Turner said we don't need another hero. But right now, we do need another hero, Robin. We do. We definitely Not do. Not a hero, because... Uh, oh, but I'm hungry. That sounds really good, too. That's another word that I don't understand. It it's pronounced hero. Hero. But it's G-Y. Because it's it Greek. Greek. And in Greece, the G is not pronounced a G. Well, Greece is the word, after all. It's he. Hero. 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 We don't. Did the, you know we should have done a version of that? Who? Who does all the spoof songs? Oh, um, um, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, Weird Al. Why didn't he do We Don't Need Another Hero in the Greek song? I don't You want know. to talk about great songs? Because he did all the great songs. You know, he did I'm Fat, I'm Fat, which mm-hmm. you probably can't play anymore, right? It would be, Remember when he did I'm Bad and he did bit. I'm Fat? Would it, Why would he do We Don't Need Another Hero and, and based on the Greek that uh, would be funny. sandwich product? Is, is a hero a, uh, a sandwich, by the way? <laughs> is it, okay, well, it's, it's in the shape of a taco, kind of. Is that a sandwich, a hero? Because is it, is, it is folded. It's in a pita yeah. pocket, right? I'm saying sandwich. Is a taco a sandwich? It's a, it's a Mexican sandwich. Yes, I'm saying sandwich. If a hot dog, which is split open and stuff put on it, is a sandwich, then a taco is a sandwich. See the kinds of stuff we explore on this program? We don't just let leave things out there hanging, like on Unsolved Mysteries, where they never solve the damn thing, and they let you think that they're going to solve it, and they don't. We get to the bottom of everything on the show. Tony Bruno? <sighs> yes. Shall we bring it back down? Let's bring it back down where? Um, well, first of all, we now have footage before and after of the Bahamas, and it's pretty sad uh, how much has been wiped out. No, um, I've seen it, and then uh, every, time, every time I see it again, having been there many times to the I've Bahamas. I've never been to the Bahamas. Nassau and Freeport, many times I've been there. Beautiful, beautiful place, both places. And, uh, you know, the problem is it's just stuck there for almost two days. Yeah. When the winds were at its maximum and it was absolutely slammed. And now the good news is I'm seeing Georgia, the southern parts of Georgia, where they had all these warnings in Charleston and South Carolina, of course, it's moving up that way. But Georgia now is all clear. Mm -hmm. So people are safe again there. The winds have died down considerably. The weather's clearing out just like in Florida. So as this thing continues to slowly move up, it's still a big storm. And obviously, they're talking about the Carolinas now 
bearing the brunt, and then we're going to see some of that rain probably this weekend. Hopefully not be a – I don't know what they're saying about Sunday on the Eagles game, uh, the Eagles and Redskins, whether or not the – I have to look for the long-range forecast. I don't know if it's moving up fast enough to affect anything here this weekend. Hopefully it'll but move we'll, back we'll, out to sea. We'll keep an but, eye on um, just in, So while Tony's blowing his nose, I'm going to uh, scroll down, and you can see the before and after. So on your left-hand side of the screen is the before photograph of the airport in the Bahamas. Yes. Is this um, the Freeport, though, right? Yes. Uh, this is the is Leonard M. Thompson International Airport on Great Abaco. Okay. Um, but there's the before and after. You can see where the runways and the tarmac were. Then if you go down to the mud and pigeon peas, which is uh, which are part of the Bahamas, uh, they're, they're like little town areas, you can see the before and after left and right, and you can see how devastated, especially the mud area, just devastated, devastated. Well, you think of it. I mean, it's, it's at sea level, yeah. so there's no going to higher ground there, unfortunately. And the fact that I'm still seeing, I haven't looked at the latest, but the death toll was only seven. Which is amazing. They did a fantastic job of letting their people know. The one advantage of, of knowing versus tornadoes and other events, thunderstorms and things of that nature, you can see those coming, but yeah. tornadoes you don't see coming. You know the conditions are ripe for a tornado. Right. You don't know and where it's going to spring up. A hurricane, you have advanced right. notice. You do. Hurricanes don't just part. pop up out of and out of nowhere. So people, at least, who are used to it every every year at this time during the hurricane season, from Florida, from all the way down to the Bahamas and of the outer islands, and you know the Bahamas doesn't get hit all the time. That's the amazing thing. There are other parts of the Caribbean that never get hit by hurricanes, but everybody in Florida, from the Keys all the way up to the Carolina area. They're used to this every single year. They don't know when the next one's coming. They don't know which direction it's going to go. And that's what makes it hard. Well, interestingly enough, KOP Joe says that Nassau was um, actually not hit very hard. It was just a little windy, some local flooding. Yeah, he said he just got back from the Bahamas. He was far enough south in Exuma not to be affected. And Nassau, as he mentioned, which is south of Freeport uh, and and Abaco, because there's a bunch of islands down there. And that's what I love about the Caribbean and that Mm -hmm. that part of the world. It's just... So amazingly beautiful down there. Meanwhile, the now uh, there there was something that you know. I mean, we know that the winds blow incredibly, incredibly hard uh, whenever there's a hurricane. Anywhere between, depending on what category it is, anywhere between one, you know, one hundred to over three hundred miles per hour. I think is no, the there's no three hundred mile an hour hurricanes. Right? Two hundred over two hundred. Yeah. I think, um, but something else blew into a be- due to hurricane dorian what did you read this on melbourne beach something washed up on yes. the shore before we get there let me get an update okay. the phillies just got out of a bases loaded jam in the bottom of the seventh on a great throw to second base by jt Riamulto. so it stays three two cincinnati they had a chance to break this one open in the bottom of the seventh we're now in the top of the eighth reds lead the phillies three two as the phillies bat in the top of the eighth Meanwhile, what else is washed up ashore? Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we know that hurricanes blow, but we didn't know they blew this much. Uh, They don't suck to some people, (laughs) unfortunately. Uh, when they were scouring over after the after the storm on Melbourne Beach, Florida. Wait, hold, hold right there. And J.D. Riamulto has just left the yard in the right field bleachers. Solo home run number 22 on the year. And the Phillies catcher, 
having himself an unbelievable season. People have been up and down on this guy, but he has been legit, a great acquisition, and he just hits one out. The first pitch, no, the third pitch in the top of the eighth. That baby was long gone. Up there, he got the barrel on it, Robin, and that's all that matters. He's got to barrel the ball. And a fan in an empty section ran over with his glove and caught that one on the dead fly. It is now a 3-3 ball game in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Um, so, Perry, whoops, whoops. It is. Let's get back to the update yes. already in progress right now. Melbourne, Florida, near Paradise Beach Park. Uh, one of the residents there was going to the beach to see all the, you know, because there's a lot of stuff. I used to do that up. all the time. When we have hurricane warnings here, when hurricanes would move up, uh-huh. I'd have to go down and batten down the boat and then look out at the ocean, stand on the pier and the jetties and watch the storm come in. But we didn't, we never got the brunt of them. But, but we got some bad winds. Yeah. And stuff a lot washes, of washes up. up. You never know. And sometimes exactly. it's cool, you know, sometimes it's just interesting to see. But um, something else that was very interesting and unexpected washed ashore bricks. Of cocaine. Bricks? That's right. Not Vic uh, the Brick, Jake. It's not JT the Brick. The, they're, one of the, the uh, beachgoers saw that one of the bricks, and it was black. Was it just another in, brick in the wall? Yeah, no, it was black wrapped in plastic the, uh, in a way that was consistent with a kilo of illegal drugs. They tested it and did confirm that it was contained cocaine. And uh, the... Um, I will show you what it looked like. It says Diamant on the outside. Diamante? Must be Italian. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I mean, I don't even know if I really do feel like... Like you think, okay, well, it was probably some shipment that was out, a boat yeah, that was off the shore. maybe one of the smaller boats. That, you know, it was bring, maybe guys just threw it overboard when they get the hell out so they can get out of the re- water faster. Is it, is it really bad of me to say, uh, normally you would say, well, hopefully everybody was okay on that boat. But, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're cocaine smugglers. Do we really feel bad? Is that bad of me? No, but what did they do with the coke that they picked up? It was it was given to the police, and the police said it will be destroyed. Oh yeah. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. So was it laced with anything? That they that I like when they stick the uh, in those movies they stick like the pen in it or no a little knife and then and they, then they pull it out and they, they do a little taste. Do a little taste. Like Tony Montana. I would not want to do that. Like, why would you want to? I mean, even just a little taste. That's that's that how you it? determine. And then obviously labs have a way to do it. They put it in a. They should just beaker. have a test strip. Beaker. And then they fist it and then put it in there and then bam, bam. Destroyed. Anyway. Wonder if they're going to find any more of those bricks. Because you know there was not just one of them. There had to have been more yeah. than Wasn't one. Wasn't that an old Cadillac, the Diamante? No, I, I think it was Diamante. a Mitsubishi Diamante. I think you're right, Robin. That is great foreign car knowledge right there. There you go. A Mitsubishi Diamante. I'm, I'm kind of a nerdy car girl. You know that. The Cadillac had, uh, they had a couple of Kateras. Remember? And then it would be Lisa Katera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa Katera. I know her. I know I banged her. her in elementary school. No, Lisa Katera. You wish. No, it was not the Miami Hurricane team bus washing ashore. That did not happen for your Miami Hurricanes. Yep. Wow. Hurricanes. They had the Cadillac Alante, too. Remember the Alante? 
I do remember the Alante. Did it have soft Corinthian leather? <laughs> <laughs> so but we got to do this Florida. We have a Florida update today. And let me just be the first person to say this, because so many people think we just try to poke fun of our great friends in Florida. That is we not the case at all. not. We have, ladies and gentlemen, did you find that story? Yes, I, I do. I have it. I have it. I have it. Shall we go to Florida officially? We, that was, we just dipped our feet in the Florida waters there. This, is, the, this is the this official. This is my official MVP of Florida of the year. Yes. A lot of people do dumb shit in Florida, but they do it everywhere. They do it here, there, everywhere. But one man in Florida is the real MVP. He is, he is giving us faith. That people can have some money and they can go out and do good stuff with money. Let's go to your Florida desk and your real MVP in Florida, Miss Robin. Well, she's not. Well, she's a real MVP on this show too. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. Everybody now, sing along. Every Every day day in Florida. Now let's go down there where the air is rare, and you can get yourself a quality item down there, Clark. Yes, sir. When you go to Costco, we were selling Costco uh, product yesterday on this show. Yes. Our <laughs> Costco toilet seats bidets. and, of course, Costco bidets. We were talking about them. But Costco has you, other good shit, too, right? If you did Rob. not listen to the show, you have to listen to yesterday's show. Watch it. Because that video of Luigi, he called me after the show. He was like, how... You, I can't believe you showed that, Robin. It was like, good it stuff. It was funny. The Cordoba. I sacrificed Luigi for the sake of humor. But back to the Florida man who went out there, said, excuse me while I whip out the $50,000 that I have burning a hole in my pocket. Let's get some folks, some generators, yo. Here's your correspondent, Miss Robin. Dateline, Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, as you mentioned, Tony, we do make fun of Florida every now and then because, you know, they just sort of lay it out. We don't make fun. There. We just read actual stories. Yeah, but I mean... We don't just, make shit up. That's true. We do, we are just reporters. That's all we're doing. And We're now, the conduits. Yeah, and, and because of the fact that it's Florida, oftentimes they skew in one direction. But in this particular case, we would like to thank Alex Sprague, Jacksonville resident... Alex Sprague? Sprague. S-P-R-A-G-U-E. That's Alec- Sprague, isn't it? Or is that Sprague? I think it's Sprague. I would say Sprague. I wouldn't say Sprague. It's Sprague, Robin. What's the matter with you? No, because Prague, Sprague, Vienna is Prague. It's spelled the same. So that would be Sprague. It may be, but I would say Sprague. But anyway. Tony, I have been 100% correct on pronunciations, so don't even go there. Please. Now, let's get back to Mr. Sprague. Not Richard Sprague, who was a former district attorney here in Philadelphia. Let's get back to Sprague. Well, we had uh, good DAs in this city. um, Who, out of the kindness of his heart, went down to Costco off Collins Road in Jacksonville and purchased over 100 generators to send to the Bahamas. 100 generators. 100 generators. And not cheapy generators, too. Those really nice... uh, they're called Firm Man. Firm Man. I believe they sponsor they, the, uh, the fist, fist ball league. Yes, well. <laughs> you got to be a Firm Man to sponsor a fist ball league. I think they firm are the man. They are proud sponsors of the. Isn't uh, that a superhero that was in a porn movie once? Was that know. was that? <laughs> it's firm, you know, who Firm Man really is right. Who's Firm Man? Not Richard Furman, and not uh, not <laughs> Furman University. Firm Man. That's got to be uh, speaking of Italians. 
the great Italian porn star who's still active oh, in his 60s. Oh, what is his name? Oh, shoot. Um, uh, oh, I can't think of it right now. But anyway. Rocco Sofredi, Robin. Yeah, Rocco, yes. Rocco Sofredi now, is the real firm man right the there. The generators cost around $450 per unit. unit. And he is sending all of them off to, so he sent a hundred of them. He's sending food and the generators to the Bahamas. And uh, what an amazing, amazing thing. And, no, that's a, that's he, a big deal because and, those generators, you know, like the little Honda ones, like my son Chris uses it in uh -huh. his trucks when he, you know, to, to, gener to, to provide stuff for his blenders. Right. But those things are big, heavy-duty yeah. things that can take care of a lot of electrical uses. And here's the thing. The reason why some, like, some people are like, oh, he's just tooting his own horn. No. This is why you you do something like this because it Did he bring a camera crew with him? Did, like, everybody no. know? Exactly. But That's what, my point. He didn't bring a camera crew. But this is the reason why is that the post was then shared 17,000 times, and this prompts other people to do good things as exactly. well. Exactly. So when you see other, you, you, you kind of like you know what that's a great idea i will do something similar or i will contribute as well so good for him amazing thank you alex sprague for sprague sprague howard sprague was in mayberry too you know was a character but i'm telling you it's sprague robin i will be willing to bet anything you would like to wager to find out how that's pronounced alex sprague the hague the hague but, but that's it's not that's spelled differently. It's it's, it's it's because it's pronounced pronounced wrong. Den Haag is how you actually. Pronounce now I'm going to have totally to do a different. search, and I'm going to I'm going to prove you, you wrong. But if you how do you pronounce Prague, Vienna? Prague, but hello. That's because it's a different language. Sprague is is a, is a could be American as well. It's the Americanized version. Well, we had a district attorney whatever. in here named Richard Sprague. I'm not making that up because I was covering news back then. And it was spelled the same way. So why would he call it, why would he pronounce it Sprague, not Sprague? Because Sprague sounds better. <laughs> Let me get this right here. Let me check this again. Richard Sprague, he's a lawyer, founder of the senior member of Sprague and Sprague, one of the leading trial attorneys in the United States. And how was that spra uh, uh, spelled? It's spelled S-P-R-A-G-U-E, but That's I have to find a pronunciation guide here. Richard Sprague was also, as I mentioned, the original Richard Sprague, was born in 1954. He was the United States District Court Eastern District of Pennsylvania of the Old Boys Network, Richard Sprague. I'm reading the rest of this, Robin, because it's a, there's a stupid uh, connection to this. Feared Philly attorney appears to have taken issues with the paper's Porngate editorial. So Richard Sprague is still alive. He's the city attorney. And he's still alive. Elderly gentleman right now. Uh-huh. And so he's still alive. But he was a big muckety-muck here as, as the as district DA for the district, Eastern District of Pennsylvania here in Philadelphia. But I, I always call, I always known he was pronounced Sprague. And it's spelled the same way. Well, here we go. This is the American way. Yes, I've been to Sprouts. And that's spelled Sprouts, S-P-R-O-U-T-S. It's not... Sprouts. Let's see. It's sprouts. Let's see if we can do this. This is uh, directly from the internet, so we know it has to be the correct way. But it is on pronouncenames.com. The name Sprague in the language American English submitted from the U.S. Let's see. Let's see how they say to pronounce Sprague. it. Hello. 
Can I hear that again, please? Would you put it in the Sprague? form of a sentence? God, you are correct. Damn. One more time, please. Sprague. Sprague it is. Do we have the correct pronunciation of your name? Yes, no. you do. <laughs> yes, no, you, you do, do not. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, fine. It's Sprague. Good. I'm not going to even give you a bump, bump the bump, Robin. I know. You're uh, not, you know I'm, giving you, I'm, I, I'm saying I'm you wrong. You can correct I'm me wrong. when I'm wrong. But I'm as wrong. I've said a million times, don't correct me when I'm right. Well, I won't. You were correct. I don't want to be wrong. This one time, you were correct, and I'm giving it to you. My pronunciation is impeccable. I don't agree with it, but It's whatever. what I do. It's why I speak the way I do. It's one of the first things that I learned as a young broadcasting punk back in the day. And now the Cincinnati Reds have a double, and uh, was he on third? Keep no, he's on. It was a single. He, they held him to a single. People so. are giving me a hard time. Like you're in America, Robin. Mark. America. Mark. Damn it! I would like to remind people that the lines are open. If you would like to call in and admonish me as well, uh, the phone number is two one five four six two Tony two one five four six two eight six six nine. Not Foreman Mills. No, that's a, that's something else. Jack Arnold, Robin's pretentiousness is unrivaled. It really is. It is. Yes, it is. Robin's pretentiousness <laughs> is unrivaled. It's not. I wouldn't call it pretentiousness. I would call it snobbery. A snobbery. Snobbery, because you know her mom's a Stanford uh, anthropologist Actually, because she grew up among the elites. This is, this is what my line used to be until I realized it really sounds like something else. I, I said, you do not appreciate um, my Europeanness. <laughs> European. <laughs> just because she lived in different countries, just because her mom's a linguistic anthropologist, mm-hmm. just because her mom is, you know, has written books and is a brilliant woman, doesn't mean that, I am? that you know everything. <laughs> not that you aren't, because you are. You're very brilliant. <laughs> But you just, you don't just because you're smart, book smart, uh-huh. and traveled smart, and almost street I... smart. Because you're not really street smart. That's the interesting thing. You lived in the jungles. You've lived in some of the most amazing places on earth. No, but you you roughed it. You weren't you weren't living. You know, yeah, no, no. sipping. I'm not wines urban. In I'm France. not city street smart. That's for damn sure. Because I'm street smart and not book smart, but I'm learned. Not Michael Learned, of course, who was Ooh. in the original. Uh, Mikey misses hair plugs, saying that I'm also a bit condescending. Sorry, Robin. It is condescending a really? little Really? So the first well, one was, what was the first one? Pretentious? I'm happy to be taken down a step or, you know, like knocked down every now and then. It will put me in my place. So go ahead. Are you being, the, are you being Antonio Brown today on the, on the show? But I am accepting. <laughs> I'm accepting my punishment. I am. I am not fighting back. I, nor will I. I go on social media. And I, I know and, that's a good one. Condescension is a good word. Yeah. Because when you think you're smarter than everybody else, that's what condescension is. Yes. I know more than you. I'm smarter you, than you. If you think you are better than. Or and then, smarter. so when I told you it was Sprague, you immediately went to the, your Euro trash background. Yep. And started trying to tell me how it's pronounced. I did. I did. In the United States of America. And, and I was wrong. Exactly right. But we still love you, uh, Mikey Mrs. Hairplug says. Okay, good. And you remember, fist ballers need to be careful that they don't get sprayed. Bob from Valley Forge. Okay. I think that puts a good bow on it, so to speak. 
I got to play one more song here. I do just just to you know really put it into perspective though. It takes a very strong person to be able to admit when they're wrong. So hey, I do it all the time. I do it all the time, Robin. Play this one more song just to wrap up the earlier. All right, all right. Remember this song. Been sleeping in my bed. Remember this song, Rob? Do not remember this song at all. Did it ever play on the radio? Yeah, this was a monster hit. It's old school funk. Get the funk out of my face. Who sang this? It was, uh, Rocato. Oh, yeah, of course. Rokoto, R-O-K-O-T-T-O. Okay, obviously so popular that you didn't even know what how to pronounce it. Because it's not what, they weren't like, they didn't have a ton of hits. But this was a monster song. Now, there's other versions of it. This is the Woggles. Woggles? But this isn't the original. I think that Rokoto did the original. See, everybody's done a version of this, but. See, that's not. Yeah. And then you had Big Daddy Kane did his version. Everybody had a version of somebody's been sleeping in my bed, including the three little pigs, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Goldilocks. Oh, Goldilocks, that's right. Get, get your. But it was the nursery same rhyme, nursery right? rhyme Goldilocks and the three bears. That's right, not pigs. Yeah. Not risotto, not ricotta. It's Rocotto. People stop talking about food. I'm really hungry for whatever reason. Let's get back to Rocotto. <laughs> Bob from Valley Forge. I'm sorry, but I need to bump bumpty bump too. I've never heard of this song. Give me one of those. See, I'm not the only one, Tony. Don't you be giving me a hard time. Just because the Gator used to play this all the time. Tony, just because you know every single song in the entire freaking universe up until the 1980s or even 90s does not mean that other people do. I just have the funk. I bring the funk. I bring the noise. I can kick it old school. I can go Motown. I can go Funkadelic. I can go Beatles, British Invasion. I can go rock and roll. I can go blues. I can go jazz. I can go classical. Not no, not Big Daddy Graham, who is doing well, obviously, but is not uh, right. Is uh, still doesn't have usage of his lower part body, but is alive. And Tony, we, we forgot something. Oh, that's right. We haven't done this in a few days. The mail, well, because we had a holiday. Monday was a holiday. And so now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to do one of our favorite segments. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the box? First of all, I got a bag. What's in the bag? This is from Maple Shade, New Jersey, close by. Love Maple Shade, right off of Route 73. You go past the jug handle in. You go in there and get the Tony Bruno wings. I highly recommend them. So this one is... A, Robin's already opened this. Oh, you made it easier because it's a bubble wrap uh, thing. But you know what I do with bubble wrap. God, I love doing that. Is, is this just me or... Well, it's a book. 
It's a bloomin' boog. There's lipstick, not on my dipstick. There's lipstick on my pigskin is the name of the book. There's lipstick on my pigskin is a satirical dictionary-style playbook with almost 300 American football terms expressed in a humorous female voice. The American football terms are defined with a comical twist that includes beauty, dating, fashion, BFFs, men, money, sex, and shopping. This book will make football fashionistas out of women of all ages, including those women who can actually go wide without wearing a jockstrap. And it's written by uh, two friends of the show, Deb Durst and Jill Rubin. Deb and Jill are marketing and sales professionals who live in Jersey, Maple Shade, writers, radio show hosts, public speakers, and have an occasion been known to fumble a few balls. Well, who hasn't, ladies? So this is a cute boy. I have two of them. I want to thank uh, Deb Durst and Jill Rubin. Should I look uh, do a reading from the uh, there's lipstick? Please now, of course, yes, when I grew should... up, I would always know lipstick on your dipstick was always something right. that we would talk about. Now, uh, Deb's handle on Twitter is Debbie D D E E N J. Not double D's. No, Debbie D E E. Debbie D D E E. Not Debbie D. NJ and uh, is she following me on Twitter? By she her? is, and she's a fan of the show, a longtime fan of the show, and she wrote those um, books. And we're going to have her on the show because she is very knowledgeable. I need some football you. humor on the show because I'm giving you all the the really hardcore, diehard info parts of the show. You know what I'm saying? Here's a couple of one, a couple of little ones here. I formation. This is for, for the okay. women explaining football right. to women this by would women. Be perfect for me. Yes. You know what the I formation is, Here, Robin, in football? The you know what the I formation is in football? What is the I formation? It's all about me, 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 the I <laughs> formation. See? That's good right there. See, that's funny. That's good. That's good. That is an w- easy way for it to remember. So this is actually the perfect book for um, any husbands, boyfriends, guys that, that are wanting to get their girlfriends <laughs> Um, or wives more into football. Here's another one, because these are terms that you will hear. Now, a lot of teams don't even use the fullback, so you don't see I-formations in the NFL very often. <laughs> you know, I-formation is there's a fullback, quarterback, fullback, and a halfback, and a lot of teams don't use the fullback. Uh, but I-formation, you'll hear that, especially in college and some NFL teams. Now, here's another one, illegal formation. Illegal formation. You've heard that. The referee throws the flag. Illegal formation. uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Till death do us part, or his request for a threesome. That's an illegal formation. That's an illegal form. I got it. You got that one? Here's, here's, That's just a couple of samples here's here. Here's neutral zone. The number of days before PMS and your period. <laughs> <laughs> this is some funny shit this right is there. really great. Can you bring my machine up, Robin? You cranked it all the oh, way down. I'm sorry. It was because you had it on too loud before. Damn it. <laughs> Am I going to get my damn... <laughs> These are really funny. Uh, I like that neutral zone. The number of days before PMS <laughs> and your period. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll even like yes. that one. Um, here's another. A Hail Mary. <laughs> what a Jewish girl starts saying the minute she realizes her period is late. Yes, I said Jewish girl. If Mary's Jewish son came back from the dead, Mary can surely intercede and ask him to make you bleed. <laughs> Oh, that's 
That's some rough <laughs> stuff right there. It, but they're funny. You don't want to tell this to your like young children as you sit your young daughter down as a as a young mom and try to explain. <laughs> Here, the headlinesman, the BFF who's gay and gives you tips on how to please a guy. Oh man, the headlinesman. See it? See? I love this stuff. This is this funny. This is funny. This is great. Yes. This is better than stuff that I hear in comedy clubs from so-called big name. Uh, uh, Comics. It's an outrage. Now, we have one extra book that we are going to put in the box for when we do giveaways. So this will be one of the items that if you call in starting next week for the uh, Stump Jose on Taco Tuesday, except we're going to change it. Stump Jose on... Uh, it's still going to be Taco Tuesday. Okay. Stump just Jose on Taco Tuesday. It's just not going to be uh, LeBron James Taco uh, this Tuesday. This will be one of the items that you will be able to win if you are one of the contestants. And I believe it is also available on Amazon. Let me just double check that. There's lipstick. lipstick. on my dips, uh, on my uh, pigskin. I know. You have a hard time uh, saying anything Because lipstick else. on the dipstick always sounds good. That should be in here. Except it's not a football yes. term. Yes, there's lipstick on my pigskin is available on Amazon for fourteen ninety five. There's lipstick on my pigs. I can't even say it. There's lipstick on my pigskin available by author Deb Durst and Jill Rubin. Um, Jill Rubin, Robin. Yes, Jill Rubin. Do you talk professionally for a living? No. A living? Uh, very funny, funny, funny stuff. Speaking of. Uh, and I have one more. Term. I have one more thing to open, Tony. One more thing? Yes. I got to play this song, though. It's a great request. Somebody just brought this up, and I, I thought of it at the same time because great musical minds think alike. Right? This one's a little bit bigger. It's a bigger box. I right, play this one first. Okay. No, that's not the song. This is the song. Okay, I'm going to turn this back. Okay. Here it is. Now, Remember this, Classy Robin? Let me hear. Back motion. This one I know. I'm gonna have to penalize you, baby. It's Mel and Tim. This one I know. Now this box is a little bit bigger, Tony, and we actually know who this is from, so this is exciting. This is from I don't know what's in it though, but we yeah, know who we it's from. We know who it's from. It is from the amazing Dan Duffy, word art extraordinaire. You've seen a lot of his work before because we support all. We we have tons of his stuff that we've used in the past as giveaways uh, and prizes. And he sends us first hot off the presses whenever he has something new. So I'm wondering if this is one of his new designs, his new pieces. Tony, are you ready? Are you yes. ready to unsheath it? I gotta find because you made me mess up my board now. Did you turn it down again? Can you turn it back up again, please? No, your board's all the way up. Everything's up. And why is not why is it not playing right now? That that's a question for you. Are you ready? Wait a minute. Uh, what's in the box? Or more importantly, what's in the fucking box? What's in there? Let's oh, go to the tape. Yes, it is, Tony Bruno. What is it now? This is his new design, his latest design. Oh, gritty. Dan Duffy has done gritty. Unbelievable. And Love this guy. It's a, uh, he says, hey, Tony, it's me, Gritty, from Dan. And Dan, for those of you who know, he has a real art of words on Twitter. 
Art of Words on Facebook. He's Artofwords.com. He is the best artist I've ever seen. He's a local guy here in Philly, but he does not just Philadelphia-based stuff. He does it for all different cities. He uses words to make art. And if you, you can see his full collection at artofwords.com. Yes, exactly. Amazing stuff. He does uh, artists. Phenomenal. Recording artists. Sports teams. Not just Philadelphia teams. You look at the stuff. Yankees. You name the team. He's got art for it. And this is the first gritty I've ever seen as far as in word and this is suitable for framing. I gotta yeah. get Gritty himself. By the way, Gritty doesn't even follow me on Twitter. How I don't know rude. why I give that bastard all this love. Nobody's more hockey friendly than I am in this city. True. Training camps are underway. It's ridiculous. All, anybody else that is a hockey fan, you should go you should go on there and give <laughs> Gritty crap for not following Tony Bruno. CVV says my first wife did gritty too, as a matter of fact. Hey, you know, the guy gets around. He's now, pretty what, frisky. Now, what are some of the words that are on there? Because they're probably, because gritty doesn't talk, so right. what is it that... that it, it says, uh, his father, a bully, so naturally he has some of the tendencies. Talented but feisty. A fierce competitor. And then inside, where the orange and black is, it just says gritty... Uh, so for those of you who do not understand this, everything all of on his here is art, a word. All of Dan's art is all made up out of words. Every single line, every single color that you see on one of his pieces is part of a word. And by the way, this is now property of the NHL. So he's he doesn't do this without a, the expressed written consent right. of sports leagues. So Dan's now gritty version is now officially an NHL, the NHL Shield, and their mascot's trademark of the National Hockey League, and the NFL team marks are the property of the NHL and its teams, all rights reserved. So obviously, he has the authority and the, the expressed written consent to do this. Very, very and cool. And you can get it on uh, Word of Art, or actually the Art, art of, words. of Words. The Art of Words. Yeah, artofwordsplural.com. Exactly. And... Um, That'll be not the art of noise, which is a great group. One of the prizes as well. Oh, we're gonna put that in the box. We're gonna put that in the box. I'm oh, gonna, what's in the box? Because Robin's box was totally empty. Yes, it is. And so now I have to build up Robin's box. I have to fill it up. I have to fill Robin's box up, Tony. So we're doing it a little well, bit I've, at a time. I've been doing Slowly. that for years, but hey, you know, hey, let's just uh, that's what I do. So we're. Hi-oh. Sl- Hi-oh. I, I actually have um, several items uh, of of Dan's that will be in the box already. Uh, I have a, um, a a Beatles painting that he did. Yep. I have... He's done Hendrix. I mean, yeah, anything you I can think of. Springsteen. Awesome stuff. You know what we do have to get to also? Because it is Thirsty Thursday. I have to release the Monday night pick. It's 3.30, so we have a half an hour. I don't want to get lost in time or lost in space. But one of my favorite Art of Noise songs, Robin. You know what that is, right? This is Art of Noise. Remember this song? I do, I do. Chill it out a little bit here. On a thirsty NFL opening night Thursday, baby. Soldier Field, Chicago, yo. This is good uh, baby-making music right here. You wouldn't be able to uh, make that baby with the rhythm, though, because it's a little bit too fast. You need a little, it needs to go a little no, slower. No, it's just chill. It's not really baby to... making. 
Don't use that rhythm right there. Use the uh, low rhythm, the deep rhythm. Deeper. The deep rhythm, go with that. Just a little advice. What up? Is this, now you wanted me to pull up the advice for Thirsty Thursday. Yeah, we got to right? do the okay, Thursday because I, I still have to do my Thursday night opening night picks, season number 100 in the National Football League. And of course, tomorrow, Friday, I will be releasing the Stone Cold Week One locks yes. on this show. And then Sunday, we'll do it live. Tollman Joe's in South Philly, right near the stadium complex in front of Oregon. Live from 10 to noon on 97.3 FM, the app. You can listen to it. Most people will listen to it on the app. You get the radio station, you can get it that way. And then also on Twitch. So not only will the show be broadcast on terrestrial radio, we will also be doing the visuals. And we will be announcing where people will be able to find the release of your Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks every single week. It's yes. going to be on a special website, which I'll be announcing soon. Exactly. This is this is good. Like you're on the PCH. It's like 2 a.m. You're coming back from uh, with the big bar there at the PCH, where Mel Gibson got in trouble. Moon shadows. Moon shadows. Yes. No, you shouldn't be driving with this. It's a little bit too mellow. No, you're like chilling. You're not drunk. It's like that you're not high. You didn't find like a, a a brick of cocaine on the PCH on the on the. In Santa Monica Bay. No, close your eyes just for a second, Tony. Yes. This is what you 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 envision you envision you, you envision <laughs> a beautiful king size bed. Water bed. No, not necessarily water bed because that just causes too much too many waves. <laughs> of course, Dean says but this you, sucks. You have the the big king size bed. You have a couple candles in the room, so it's that low luminescent light. Playing this luminescence on a, like the uh, like the jellyfish yes and the and plankton you, and you're you have these on playing on speakers that you can really hear and feel the bass deep inside of you I feel many things deep inside well only you, when my proctologist uh, does an examination and then you uh, slowly undress the woman that you're with kissing her all the way down <laughs> and the next thing you know Boom. Nine months later. This is a 10 minute and 15 seconds song. This is could go out into the parking lot and, you know, not rub one out. You don't have to go into the parking lot to do that as a DJ. Just go out and meet some uh, Kumad in the parking lot in the car. You got 10 minutes. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Play action reel. Me so horny. Me love you long I would I would go on I'd I put on I'll put on my phone voice because I do give good phone I've heard What do we get for ten dollars Robin then everything you want everything Every single thing Tony thinks of, there's a song behind it. Andy King. Andy Me love you long time. Feel the bass. Rhymes with bury your face. All right. On to the next, Tony Bruno. 
We played this song a lot for whatever reason. Why is that? It's got a good beat. You can dance to it. I'll give it a 69. <laughs> can we... We should... I should get... Do we have any scotch upstairs? We yeah, should, we should. Let me go get that while you're listening to this music. I'm going to get some scotch. I don't drink scotch. I'm not a brown liquor guy. But we have to get the mood set for our Monday, our first pick of the year, officially. Thursday night football, opening night at Soldier Field in Chicago. Big divisional game right out the gate. Dean checking in already. 61% line bet on the Bears. 50%, 56% of the money is on the Bears. So a lot of money going up, but you know... We're going extra innings in Cincinnati. 3-3 ball game, not enough time. Bonos cantos, as we used to say. Phillies will bat in the top of the 10th. Three runs, seven hits for both teams. 3-3, extra frame. It's free baseball anyway. By the way, Trevor from the 203 with some breaking news. Little... Breaking news for me personally. I got a phone interview with iHeartMedia in Hartford, New Haven with the program director next week. Well, good luck, man. Congratulations. You're going to play Brass Bonanza when you walk in there? Uh, that's a good market, Hartford. You get a job there, it's... Oh, this has the... Uh, this is the... Uh, this is the unexplicit version. Or totally explicit version. Cause me so horny. Robert, did you find any scotch up there? Forget scotch. I'll take one of those zucchini white claws. Zucchini white claws. Oh, we got a little Glenn Livet, which I believe is what uh, our next guest will be. In. Oh, no, he's got Glenn Fittich. I can't keep all these Scottish stinking scotches straight. Guarantee 12 years of age. I probably have had this for more than 12 years because I don't drink much scotch. Yeah. But this is good shit, right? All right, This yes. is single malt. When George Smith established the Glenn Livet, the best the world would do now tony should yes. we should we show the video first so that then and then while you are going to live uh you're you're going to do the same thing that's on the video correct exactly okay. and now you probably know this guy he resembles you know who he resembles a little bit to me the great uh, the guy was johnny carson's band director Doc, oh, Severinsen. Yeah, Doc Severinsen. Remember Doc yeah, Severinsen remember with him. the NBC orchestra when Johnny Carson was on The Tonight Show when he, it was really great? He, he does kind of look like him, actually. A little bit. A little bit. But this guy is a genius. This is the guy who created the antivirus software that pretty much revolutionized keeping your computers, computers clean. It right. was called McAfee it still is. Antivirus. And it it's still, still there. Gone. He's no longer with the company because right. he's nuts. But I like this kind of nuts. So John McAfee, I follow him on Twitter, and he does some, uh, just say, he's a little different. It used to be the McAfee, that's who the Coliseum was named after, McAfee uh -huh. Antivirus. It's like one of the best known companies on earth. 
Now, Mikey Mrs. Hairplex says, no, 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 no. You have to do Johnny Walker Blue or Dalmore 15 year aged if you're doing Scotch. This Bowl. is the only. I don't. We, I don't. We, I have, we only have one. I don't even option. drink Scotch. Yeah, we only. Have I have one. this in for. I have this in the in the in the booze cabinet. It came with us from uh, Venice, California. So oh, I just broke the damn cork in there. That's how long it's been since I pulled this oh, out. Oh, damn Tony. it, Tony! I don't want to get stinking cork in my Glen Livet. Not my Glenn Fittich. Should I? Do I need to go get the cork? Not my Glenn Gary, Glenn Gar, Glenn Ross. Do I need to get the corkscrew? Probably, yeah. I don't okay, want to. Okay, well, this let me up. start playing this. I so start playing. Can... Now, we, before this is, yeah, I want people to watch because this is Thirsty Thursday. Not Pat McAfee, the former punter, who I love and is now involved with ESPN college football stuff. This is John McAfee with today's drinking tip of the day as we get ready. For the National Football League. On Thursday, Thursday. Yes. And any time now, computer. I think he's frozen Hello. in time. He is frozen. You notice he has like aluminum foil on his walls. Hey, Here I'm we go. I'm going to teach you how to mix anything. I'm going to teach you how to drink scotch. Now, normally, if you're not in polite company, which is most of the time in my life, uh, you just pour the scotch down your throat and... Get yourself as bombed as possible so that the uh, that 65-year-old woman next to you with no teeth and tits sagging down to her knees suddenly look like Madonna at 18. So this is what you really strive for, but sometimes you're in polite company and you must obey the fucking rules of society. So when you're in that situation, first of all, scotch, very unique. This is a single malt, Glenfiddich, 12 years old, best I can get in this country. You pour the scotch into a glass, just enough to taste. You know, not too much. That's a, a reasonable amount. <laughs> then, you add water. Why do you add water? Because water is the magic to all fucking whiskeys. First of all, it takes the guayacals, which are those smoky flavors, tones them down just a little so the more subtle flavors of scotch can reach the surface. Second thing is the phenols. Now, the phenols, uh, these are chemicals that when combined with water, make women want to fuck you and make men fuckable. Ah. Now, so... You pour this into the glass, and you're explaining this to your compatriots so that they know that you understand the subtleties of the art of scotch. And it has to be sipped, of course. Now that you've explained that you understand this shit, you don't have to fucking sip it. <laughs> and say, pour me a fucking another. <laughs> there you have it. Drinking scotch. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not getting that kind of OJT on the air on any other sports radio program or podcast. The great John McAfee. Robin, this isn't this filter. There's a filter on the inside. Where's the little... Okay, so while John McAfee was using profanity and telling you how to drink scotch properly and use water, I don't have the Glen Fittich. I have the Glen Libet. It's single malt. It's from uh, Bampshire, I guess, wherever the hell. Is that in England or Scotland? That would be I Scotland. I guess it's from Scotland, right? Yes. 
The Glenlivet 12-year-old elegantly combines the gentle aromas of summer meadows and tropical fruits. Do I need aluminum foil on the wall from my bunker here in South Philadelphia to do this? <laughs> I don't know where did you he see is. The, did you see that joint? He was, yes. I don't know where he was. He was in a, he was in a bunker in Guatemala at one point. No. The guy's off the wall. Now, he does have the little blue check mark. Uh, he's, it's official McAfee. And no, that's his, John McAfee, yeah. the guy that invented McAfee software. Oh, absolutely. He, he's running for president, supposedly. Seriously? I would vote for him instead of all these other wackos. <laughs> well, you know, you choose your wackos. No, I'm not a scotch, so I'm not going to pour. I'm going to pour some Glenlivet right now because the show is near the end. And, yeah, but he, I, I, what, what is... I did is the cork was so old in here when I pulled it off, it broke. And then when I tried to use a corkscrew... It broke it off completely, so the cork is now inside the Glenlivet bottle. So I'm just going to pour a little bit because I'm not a scotch guy. I'm not going to use water, even though he gave you all the benefits of water. There is some ice in the bottom, some ice cubes. So I'm going to pour a little bit, just a little, little bit. Well, aren't you supposed to drink it on the rocks? He didn't. He just drank it No, straight. he used the water bullshit. Yeah. Now, it sounded convincing. This, this, uh, his Twitter handle says, I show the corruption within the Justice Department, the SEC, and our covert agencies. For that, I am hounded. Also running for POTUS. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's the kind of guy, if I was going to sit down and drink scotch, uh, he would be, it would be doing? with John McAfee. And Pat McAfee, for that matter. Because I love Pat McAfee, too. He's zany, but he's not as off the wall as John McAfee. Wow. He used to live in Woodland Park, Colorado, according to Barco 24, right above us in Colorado Springs. If I recall, he sold his house and moved to the Caribbean. Well, I don't blame him for that. Colorado's beautiful, Colorado Springs. But if you can live up there, you can live in the in Caribbean, in a room with aluminum foil on the window. Now, here we have the scotch, Robin. Uh, if you go on to... On to uh wiki on his wiki page wiki, wiki, wiki. which you know is just 100 percent accurate <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> he resigned he was like forced out of the company yeah, he was forced out he started the company in like the 87 and i think he bailed in 93 or 94 under pressure because people realized he was a whack job uh-huh and so he no longer has anything to do with mcafee no, no even though it's still his company he's just not the ceo right but it's very interesting he he uh he has a very, very long area of, of legal issues on here. Um, he's he's British, perfectly qualified to be president. British American. <laughs> um, he lives with his wife, Janice Dyson, in Lexington, Tennessee. Lexington, not Kentucky, Tennessee? No, I don't think he's living in Tennessee right now, Rob. Oh, Dyson, his wife, used to be a prostitute. No! Yes. So this is... The night this like is I'm his shocked. this is his personal life. The night after McAfee arrived in the United States after being deported from Guatemala. Who gets deported from Guatemala? Nobody. From Guatemala. Hey, people in, walk from Guatemala to get here. Deported from Guatemala in December of 2012, he was solicited by Dyson, then a prostitute at South Beach, Florida, and the she, two spent the night together. Did she sock like the vacuums at least? Uh, <laughs> McAfee and Dyson. More than 30 years, McAfee's junior subsequently began a relationship and married in 2013. It's like the pretty woman story. Except completely crazy. <laughs> pretty woman was more sane compared to this uh, guy. Yes. But let's do uh, Let's pour right. one out here. Well, he's not dead. Maybe his brain is. All right. So but we're going to try this, We're right? going to try single malt, five-year-old Glenlivet scotch, which has been sitting upstairs. It's probably now... 
at least 15 years of age. Because I haven't had any in years. Maybe longer. No, it's probably it has 20 to be longer. something. It has to be 20 because we haven't opened that since before it, we moved here, I don't so think. So it's got to be double that. This could be 24-year-old scotch. Yeah. Now, does it get older in the bottle or is it, is it when it's in the cask before they bottle it? No, it ages in a bottle. Does it? Yeah. I age in a, even not in a bottle. So now are you going to drink it? You're going to sip it? Because I'm not a scotch drinker. Oh, that's actually not bad. Let that's me sip it now. Let me, let me just sip a little Glenlivet. Actually, it is better that yeah, way. It is pretty smooth. It's smooth? Because that thing I don't like about brown whiskeys is that yeah. they burn going down. So did you, did you add water? No, I didn't add water. So this was just the melted ice cubes. This cube. is just a couple of ice cubes. And again, I didn't fill the glass half okay. up. This is a nice pour. Did he kill somebody in Guatemala? That's probably why he got deported. Although I think they would throw you in jail if you killed somebody in a foreign um, country. Wouldn't you think? Let's see. Hold on. Uh, there's so much to choose from in this Wow, this thing. is actually good. I know. Uh, McAfee's property in Belize was raided by gang suppression unit of the Belize Police Department in... Freeze! We're Belize! Freeze! It's the Belize police! <laughs> Belize. Hold on. I have to... There's so much! Believe in Belize! Wow. That is nuts. Um, a lot of... Don't go away, going. folks, because I still have to release the Stone Cold Thursday Night Selection. You're not getting this anywhere else. Some people say, hey, you know. Oh, sometimes here. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Uh, in November 12, 2012, Belize police stated a search for McAfee as a person of interest in connection to the murder of American expatriate Gregory Viant Fall. Fall was found dead of a gunshot wound on November 11th at his home on the island of Ambergris Key, or Key, the largest island in Belize. He was a neighbor of McAfee's. So, really, me, I shouldn't be having uh, scotch with uh, yeah, John McAfee. Yeah, I don't think you want to be friends with him. But McAfee said that he has always been afraid of police would kill him and thus refuse their routine questions. He has since evaded the Belizean authorities. So we don't know where he's filming these uh, little vignettes? Maybe that's why he has all the aluminum foil all over, because he's making sure that nobody can find well, it. Well, when he has a tin foil hat on, then I'll maybe not st- I'll stop okay. paying attention to him. Now, there was another video of him in Canada. Um, it looks like he is uh, c- doing the video from a hospital bed. That wasn't a hospital bed. That was a bunker or something. No, this is, this is him in a hospital bed, and he says that he's sneaking into Canada for a simple checkup. So Is he all tatted up and stuff? Yeah, he's tatted up. Dude. But that's him in Canada. Those so West he, Coast dudes are whack, man. All those people out there in the, in the Bay Area who do all this computer shit. You know what's really interesting, though? The fact that the, he, he's a computer dude. The guy that started, uh, was it Computerland? Comp USA? No, the, the, something land. He was crazy too. He had a huge compound in Saipan, which was, I mean, like seriously crazy. I think it was computer land back in the 80s. I don't remember computer. I remember Comp USA. I remember all those computer joints that all went out of business. But that's enough about John McAfee. Right? My ex husband did an interview with a guy and he was certifiable. He lived in a compound and had it all. He, he was afraid of everybody. There was Circuit City. That's where I no. bought my Sony Vial before they went out of business. One of my, my probably my all-time favorite computer, my red Sony Vial. Robin and I had just met, right, when I bought that Sony Vial. 
Yep. Circuit City was going one. out of You've business. just gotten it. And, and where was it? Was that in uh, Culver City, California, mm-hmm. the Circuit City? Yep. And I went in there and I said, I want that red Sony Vio. And I got that baby. Founded by William H. Millard, Computerland uh, was a widespread Was it an amusement retail- park where you can go in <laughs> there and uh, get extra RAM when it you were paying me? Computerland was a widespread chain of retail computer stores during the early years of the microcomputer revolution. And um, that was that was before the dot com disaster, right? The first computer land opened in 1976. The chain eventually included about 800 stores by 1985. And it was founded by William H. Millard. And he was just dude. Talk about like McAfee. What is it? These guys are whack. When you're sitting around with computer stuff all the time, like Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg's a mutant. Have you seen that dude? Does he look like a normal human being? True. These guys are all mutants. What's his face at Apple? Well, he had major... Steve Millard, Jobs was whack. Yeah. Major, uh, so Millard also had um, uh, legal troubles, was forced out, led to a lawsuit. He subsequently lost his portion of computer land, and then he relinquished control. He sold everything for about $200 million, and he and his family moved to Saipan, where he removed himself from the public view. Sort of like the guy from... Uh, from the other uh, internet company, the guy who had one name, what was the first one? Not Facebook. The one before Twitter and Facebook. The dude that came oh, up with it. Oh, yeah. the uh, Steve. Was it Steve? I think so. With what was the, the other company? Everybody was on it. Yeah. Um, um, you were even on it when I first Everybody was yeah. on it. And then it just went away. I think My it's space. still out. MySpace. 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 And the guy who did MySpace... Which was fun, and then it became more of like a fringe music site where people would put their records right, right. on there. I think it's still up there. Is it? But mm-hmm. MySpace was a big deal. Tom, Tom, Tom from, from MySpace. MySpace. Tom was smart. He sold that son of a bitch, and he got the hell out. Nobody has heard or seen, but he's not He's not sitting in a, in a bunker somewhere making whack videos about drinking scotch. I'm kind of liking the scotch, Tony. That's I am weird. too. Now I'm going to become a scotch drinker. Does it? You take a whiskey drink. You take a cider do you think drink. It's just because like old people like scotch, and now all of a sudden we're—is that what? Because oh, we're it's not older? just old people that like scotch. <laughs> I don't know. It's not it. Jason. It was Tom from MySpace. And remember, Tom was a smiling guy, smiling Tom. And you'd always see the guy, and he was, was a regular a, guy. It was the same photograph that for everything he left his original photo from MySpace up. I wonder if my MySpace account is still active. I don't know. <laughs> Let me see, Tony Bruno. <laughs> MySpace. MySpace. Is MySpace still active? I think so. Of course, the guitarist and producer Tony Bruno is on MySpace. Well, he should be. He's an Italian, and he's got international flavor. MySpace is still up. MySpace is still up. You don't have to be old to like scotch. What the hell does that mean? There's some of the young snob millennial hipster types. Actually, my son They go into bars, and they go to these, you know, there's tequila bars, and then these scotch, they have these $72... Tastes of scotch, double malt, single malt. So. I'm not a whiskey guy. But I like, I, I want to thank Mr. McAfee. Not for the water, because I like it cold. I don't want warm scotch. Little ice in there, you see that? That's the perfect amount right there. Wow, this is weird. My and even, there isn't even bizarre. a 65-year-old woman with saggy boobs sitting next to me. There's one who's 50, and their boobs aren't sagging. And she likes the scotch, too. There isn't any scotch panty dropper, though. That's rum. 
rum is the panty dropper drink. We do have the scotch panty dropper. Not I mean, scotch. The, the, the rum panty dropper stuff. Jack Arnold, when I was 14 and raided my parents' liquor cabinet, I love scotch. Yeah, everybody, you know, every like my parents, they only had wine and anisette. That's what they would have, which is Sambuca now, but it was called anisette back then. It was funny when we cleaned out your mom's basement <laughs> yeah. and she had a bunch of liquor bottles downstairs. She had wine that had opened, that she'd opened and just like put the cork back on. There yeah. were three or four or five, And then there's like 70. the Jackwin's anisette. And then she had one <laughs> bottle of, I think it was gin. From the 1960s that had never been opened. That was stuff that I bought. She never bought booze. That was stuff that I bought when I was younger. Really? But it never and been opened. And had it in the, in the house in the basement when I would go down and play we radio. We still haven't opened it. It has one of those old school labels on it. that I. It was a gin brand that I'd never even heard of. And is that? It's basically like Sambuca, but it's just not as cool. And you don't put coffee beans in it. It's a, it's a, it's a bobo version it's based on anise. It's anise seeds, not anus seeds. That's a different drink. Totally different. But it's a, it's a similar thing. And I don't even like, like, licorice, which is made with anise, which, which is I black licorice. Anise. I don't like black licorice. Besides, it's called But anise. I love anise. Sambuca, and I love anisette. But I hate black licorice. And it's not a race thing. I don't care about the color. I like red Twizzlers, so it's not about race with me. I did, I did have Dago Red in my basement. Because that's what my dad would drink the Gallo. You know, they had the big. Dago he would get the, Red? That's what you called that's it? That's what it was called, Dago Red. I'm sorry. And you buy like the, you buy like the gallon version of, of Gallo wine uh-huh. or the Italian ones, you know. And they still sell it, Paisano. You know, you see the big red bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were table wines. You weren't opening, you know, $72 bottles of, of, of Bordeaux when you were young and poor and you grew up in the city. You'd buy the table wine and it was a gallon of Gallo. Or a Paisano, or Elmo Pio, or whatever else was available. And you'd sit down, and you'd pour it, baby. Tony, before the end of the show, we have three minutes left. We teased Oh, I got to do so the we pick. Have, we have to do the pick, and you have the Linda Hamilton story. Are we going to go over? Are you already we saying? We may have to, but I got to do the pick, Robin. Okay, People have do been the waiting. pick first, and then we'll yeah. quickly we'll, we'll follow up with Linda. I got to do the pick. People have been waiting for this all day. They've been waiting all year. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. For the first time, but not the last, it is time for real football. Tonight, Soldier Field in Chicago, Illinois. The Bears and the Packers. The Bears! Fourth time in five years. They've met on Thursday night football. Obviously, they play twice a year. Last year, remember the great comeback? Aaron Rodgers limping off, coming back in the second half, down 20 to nothing, and they beat the Bears 24-23. Then, of course, you remember the Bears got revenge later in the year when they finally won a game at Lampeau Field that mattered to clinch the NFC North for your Chicagoland area Bears. Packers have won four straight in week one. The Bears have stunk in week one. I know a lot of people jumping on the Bears here. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the dog tonight. I'm gonna give you a dead dog dedication pick. The Green Bay Packers with their new coach. Going into Soldier Field. And getting a win, dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm taking the Green Bay Packers plus the three tonight to not only cover the number, but to win the game at Soldier Field outright on Thursday night. NFL football on NBC. Us. There you have it. Perfectly timed to the end of the music. Or it's almost like I've been rehearsing this for the last 365 days, Robin. It's a beautiful thing. But it's a natu- it comes natural. Now, this is going to become a regular seg- segment. So for those of you who are watching and listening, oh, we have an incoming call. Incoming. Uh, incoming. Whoever is, is uh, on there. They're just going to have to hold and listen along there. Uh, so we have the regular. You'll see the Stone Cold Lead Pipe blocks at the bottom. Please, if you are enjoying this segment, give Tony extra cheers while he is doing them. And yes. uh, it yes. brings, it'll, it, it's good karma. If you cheer the locks, they will come true. Yes, they will. That's how it works. If you build them, they will come. They will come. And then tomorrow I'll release the Stone Cold Weekend Locks. Sunday at Tollman Joe's, the Eagles Sunday lock, and anything I get in addition, fresh information right out the kitchen, I will give you that for free. Here's the best part. Absolutely free, as they've always been. Going back to the 70s, that's how long. I've been. A lot of, there's a lot of Johnny-come-latelys here, and God bless him. A lot of pretenders out there. A lot of people who just decided, hey, look, there's all these gambling sites now. What is it that's around my neck? It is a, it's like a scarf. Oh, it's a ski a mask. A ski mask. And a- with a scarf wrapped around it. Glasses. Oh, well, that's my real glasses underneath. Is that like a... It's not cold yet. This isn't the frozen tundra. It's a scarf wrapped around my neck. I'm wearing a ski mask. And then uh, I don't know what that is on top of my head. It looks like a horseshoe or a horse collar, which could be 15 yards and loss of down. This, so this, of course, for entertainment purposes only. Absolutely. And we thank everybody who's been giving us cheers all along. You guys are the most amazing audience anywhere that are cheering us constantly. But um, especially during a segment like this where Tony's giving them out for freaking free. And, you know, you get what you pay for. But I'm going to show you again that all these newcomers, hey, I got my own website, hey, I'm giving out picks, hey, I'm on a radio station that was an expert on gambling. I'm not an expert on gambling. I'm an expert Tony, Tony has on football. I'm an expert on the NFL, and it's documented. It is. Mr. Mr. Monday, Monday Night, Night is documented. In fact, speaking of that, I will have a special Mr. Monday Night announcement on Monday. Really? It'd be stupid to give a Mr. Monday Night announcement on a Thursday, Robin. That would be. That'd be premature. We, we don't we like hate. that shit here. We don't. We don't. Even like though there's premature. medicines for that now. Yes. But it ain't free. Now. Those ain't free. We go, My picks. Already... <laughs> <laughs> no, those are damn expensive, damn. Dude. But that's it. There's your pick. And now I got people threatening me. Like threatening tone. You. Tone. Tone zero ten. Says, Tony, you're lucky you're in Philly or I would hit you like Khalil Mack is going to hit Aaron Rodgers tonight. Listen, this isn't personal. I don't hate the Bears. I have no the skin in this game. Bears. I don't hate, I don't love them. I'm not a Packer fan. I like the Packers. I like the Bears. Coach Nagy is a, is a Philly guy. You have Matt even Nagy's been, a guy from this area. You have even been known on your Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks to not pick the Eagles. Yes, I'm not going to pick the Eagles you, just because they're the, just because they're the, my team. 
When I don't like the Eagles as far as point spreads. You will tell it like it is. You're damn right. This isn't some fanboy, hey, I'm whacking off to a picture of the Eagles offensive line on the ESPN body issue. I'm not running to the airport to kneel down and put some lipstick on some dipsticks because I'm a fanboy. I'm a professional broadcaster who understands pigskin, the game of football, the National Football League. You know what I'm saying? Tony, the last thing before we go. Yes. We teased it earlier. Yes, this is a sad So I hate to end on a sad note. I know. Because sad songs but this say is, so much. Hopefully this will make other people feel better. You know, it could. It could make somebody else. Like, if you, if you compare your life, you know, you kind of, like, sadly, like, if you hear something that's really bad in somebody, you're like, well, at least my life isn't that bad. Yes. So hopefully. And as we all get older, this happens to some of us. Yes. But you wouldn't think Thanks. about this, about Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Actually, this does not surprise me at all. It surprises me a lot. Really? No. Yes. Beauty and the Beast. Remember when she was in Beauty and the Beast, the I TV series? I always thought that she, as, as she was very toned, she had a great body, but she, to me, she was asexual. And now we have she found She was married out. twice. She was married to, to James Cameron, for Only God's for sake. Only for two years. You don't think she and James Cameron went down under, and I don't mean to the, the wreck of the Titanic? But you don't think when she married James well, Cameron, they were getting down? Let's explain why we were talking about her then. Because Linda Hamilton in This a- is breaking news, and it's yes. sad to me, ladies and gentlemen. This is really, really sad. Again, it's her personal life. I don't care what people do in their personal life. She's not hurting anybody. No. But now she's in the new Terminator reboot. Correct. Where she's going to be, because Schwarzenegger's not in it, mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton's going to be in the next Terminator movie, which they've already filmed. Right. But then she did an interview, and she released this bombshell. She has admitted, ladies and gentlemen, that for the last 15 years, she has been completely celibate. Celibate? Yes. Linda Hamilton. So I, I had said that I remember saying this a long, long time ago that, that I found her to be very asexual. She just didn't have, she didn't exude sexuality. Whenever I saw her, she was just too. No, I, 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 most guys thought she was very, very sexy. And I know sexual. guys did. She but didn't. She didn't give off some asexual vibe to yes, me. she did to me, and I'm very insightful. Bullshit. She's not. It's not that she's bisexual or a lesbian. Maybe she's not. Maybe no, she's bisexual. She's, she's asexual. She's I, well, I no know what sexual. asexual means, Robin. Asexual means that they don't do they people that don't like sex. That she doesn't really prefer men or women. She prefers not to have sex. And that's her choice. And God bless her. And we can feel sorry for her. I, you know, I've said this many times. When I was in Los Angeles, I was bisexual. No, I was bicoastal. You were, tr- you were trisexual. I was bicoastal <laughs> and trisexual. Now, bicoastal, trisexual. Now, here we go. She's uh, not a hermaphrodite. No, no, Jack. This is her quote. Hermaphrodite. Uh, <laughs> Her quote to the magazine, I've been celibate for at least 15 years. At least. So she's 62 now, yeah, by the way. she's 62. So that means she was not doing it, let's see, 52, and then five years after that would be 46 47. or 47. 47. She stopped at 47. doing the, the nasty at oh, 47. God, poor lady. Damn. Like, she says that she's been celibate for at least 15 years. She says one loses track because it just doesn't matter. 
or at least it doesn't matter to me, she says. At um, 47? She shut it down? Uh-huh. She says she, she has a very romantic relationship with her world every day and the people who are in it. Wow. She was married to her first husband, Bruce Abbott, from 1982 to 1989. Then she wed director James Cameron in 1997, divorced him two years later. And uh, though the actress has turned to a new chapter, she says, it hasn't been without pulling a page from the past. She, as you mentioned, is reprising her role as Sarah Connor in The Terminator. Um, but... She said, this was my hesitation. Do I want to trade this lovely, authentic life for that? I don't want my neighbors looking at me differently. We're neighbors because of who we are, not what we do. And I don't want that to creep into my life again. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies I can... Ladies and gentlemen yes. of the GED class of 1999, I have one piece of advice for you. No matter what a stripper tells you, there's no sex... In the champagne room. None. Oh, there's champagne in the champagne room. But you don't want champagne. You want sex. And there's no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> there you have it's the it, only thing I could think of when I was thinking of Linda Hamilton. By the way, Bryce don't Harper. Don't go to parties with metal detectors. Sure, it feels safe inside, but what about all those niggas waking outside with guns? <laughs> they know you ain't got one. If a woman tells you she's 20 and looks 16, she's 12. Oh, if she tells you she's 26 and looks 26, she's damn near 40. <laughs> Take off that silly ass hat. The old Possibly committed all those crimes. Damn right. Coolio did some of that shit. <laughs> Young black men, if you go to a movie theater and someone steps on your foot, let it slide. Why spend the next 20 years in jail because someone smudged your puma? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. No matter what you think of what I'm saying, remember this one thing. There is no sex in the champagne room. I think that's a good message for all of us today, Robin. I do too. No sex, no sex in, in the champagne room until, of course, Brandon Lang comes to Philly and we go to cheerleaders. Meanwhile, know. we've got developing situations now. Wait, but stop the music oh, right oh, there, sorry, Robin. Sorry, sorry. We're in the top of the 11th inning. Cincinnati and Philadelphia. They're, of course, at the Great American Ballpark. Two outs. Here's the one-two pitch to Jade. Is that Sean King? That's the Scott Kingery. Scotty Jetpack at the plate. Two and two. Bryce Harper got on, walked, stole second base, stole third base. So he's sitting there at third base. The go-ahead run with two outs. Top of the 11th and a tie ball game. Phillies 2 for 10 with runners in scoring position. The Reds are 2 for 5. And now Scott Kingery strikes out. Stranding. Uh, Bryce Harper at third base. We're going to the bottom of the 11th. It's a 3-3 ball game. And I ain't got no time to sit around for the bottom of the 11th. Can we remind people that tomorrow 
is no day show. It is the nighttime show. We do a nighttime action, so you want the locks, you're going to have to wait till Friday night. We are going deep into the night from 9 to midnight. Maybe deeper if necessary. Sometimes we go deeper depending on how we're feeling. Um, But 9 to midnight, don't miss it. And then on Sunday, if you're in the Delaware Valley, come on down for the big opener at Tollman Joe's and catch Tony at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. You're going to have to get up early. Eastern. We'll have, so we'll have uh, bloody mirrors if you like that stuff. And I we'll don't still, do it. It'll, it'll be on Twitch if you're not around, and you will be also be able to listen to the audio-only portion simulcast on 97.3 ESPN. Yes. The app. We're not streaming tonight. We're not doing the uh, game tonight. Not doing the Thursday night game tonight. No. No, not tonight. Now, next Thursday, well, yeah. we will start doing our live shows on Thursday you know, night. It's not a bad idea, though, to just stream your face because people love watching the game with you, Tony. Remember the 200,000 people that were watching? Tomorrow night is Friday night. That's when we do the end of the night I know, show. But I might just be able to, I might just turn a camera on you tonight on Twitch. So you can be in your PJs, you can be in your underwear. What happens matter. if I want to be naked and play a little? That's fine. I'll just play a little a fist ball at I'll home just, tonight. I'll, I'll make sure that the camera's on only your face. How's that? You know, but you know, it's batting in the bottom of the eleventh inning. Who wants to watch football with Tony Michael from the comfort Lorenzen. of their own home? Michael Lorenzen, Robin. He will be batting third, coming up at the bottom of the eleventh inning for your Cincinnati Reds. The man who. Duplicated with only Babe Ruth did in last night's victory. Will he be the hero again tonight, this afternoon? Unfortunately, I cannot stay around to do this. You know what I'm saying? I don't free ball when I watch football. I do like to fist ball, though. And we had no idea how much you would enjoy it. You got, you got to try it. You never know. <laughs> I'll, I'll make that a game time decision. Right now, I'm a game time decision for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if we do something, it'll be from my couch, right? And, and it will be on a handheld. It's going to be one camera, and yeah. it'll just be it'll be as if you will are. Will be watching. POV. I mean, will I will I have a P? <laughs> it'll be so. This is what it what it is, and this is exactly what I did for the other one that we did, where we had two hundred thousand. Wait a minute! People. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! It, oh, it is a final now. The Cincinnati Redlegs on an 0-1 pitch. Somebody named Vincent. Irvin with a solo home run. The Reds walk it off to lead off the bottom of the 11th inning. And the Phillies lose. Sorry, Vincent. I think he's going to go in and cut his ear off now. You remember the the song from Don McLean, Vincent? Yes. Starry, starry night. Starry, starry night. Starry, starry night. Da, 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 da. So, anyway. If we do it tonight, it's just going to be one camera, very, very simple, and you watch the football game on your big screen, Tony will be watching it on his big screen, and you'll just be able to see Tony's reactions. He won't be saying much. He no, can, I'll he, be saying a lot. Yeah, but I mean, he, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit of interaction. He'll see, he'll see, he'll see the chat room, and, he, and you can ask him questions and stuff like that, Beautiful. but there's not going to be phone calls. There's not going to be anything like that. It's just going to be watching the game as if Tony's sitting right next to you. It was Oppo Boppo by somebody named Philip Irvin. And Bryce Harper went up and tried to get it before it left the yard. And it bounced actually inside on top of the yellow line back out onto the field. 
but touch them all, Philip Irvin. And the Phillies split with the big dead machine known as the Cincinnati Redlegs. Okay, we're going to try this again. Not Jan Michael Vincent. Not uh, Vincent Price. Who else is last? Troy Vincent, the head of the NFL Players Association, former defensive back in the NFL. And not Don McLean, the former UCLA basketball star and NBA player. Not Vincent DePaul. <laughs> Jan Munts, Michael Vincent's my favorite. And Troy Vincent. Those are two pretty good polls right there. Ron. In the meantime, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It's still the greatest country on earth. We'll see you maybe tonight, definitely tomorrow night. for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. See you soon.